Blog Talk Radio. And I want to welcome everyone to another episode of Blog Talk Radio. How's everybody doing tonight? This is your host, Brother Seth, all the way in Fort Worth, Texas. And uh, just want to uh, wish everyone a blessed evening tonight. Hopefully you'll have a even more blessed evening by what we're going to present to you tonight. We're not playing tonight as we're not playing any of the shows we do and that we put forth information to help our people and our planet. Tonight, folks, we're going to be talking about something um, that some of you um, may disagree with us tonight on because uh, I've been talking to different people about this this um, gentleman uh, that's really have done a lot in this community by, by the name of Nipsey Hustle. And I don't know much about him, to be honest with you. I'm not going to come off as though I'm some, you know, uh, follower or anything like that. I just came across him. Actually, my son mentioned him to my wife, and I did start doing some research on him and got very interested in the things he was doing and trying to do and who he was or who I think he uh, is and who many of you think he is. I just begin to just research different people's um, opinion, I guess I should say, different people's um, account of who he was is where I'm trying to go with this, as well as learning things of my own. And I thought to myself that this would be one of those shows that definitely fit into what we've been doing the last five weeks or four weeks, talking about survival skills for black men in white supremacist America. So tonight, that's what we're doing. We're talking about, we can, we will continue to talk about survival skills, but we're going to shed the light, shed the spotlight on um, the one and only Nipsey Hussle and his life, his death, things uh, uh, centered around his life, things centered around his death, just what exactly happened to this uh, this person with the with a given heart? I mean, uh, this is one of our our um, uh, hold on once. Sorry about that. Um, just what happened to this young man that really, really, really had a heart for his people? You know, on this show we always talk about uplifting the so-called African-American, because we're going through so much as a people. And Five Smooth Stones has been, uh, we've done over 400 shows now trying to do just that, be a positive uh, uh, light, uh, uh, just trying to bring positive information to our people, to uplift them, to encourage them, and to at times correct them, rebuke them where we see that that needed. Not that we're some great authority or something, we just... We're just participants in this nation, within a nation, and we feel like we have the right to critique, the right to comment, the right to do whatever, because, again, we are a part of this nation as well that the world called African Americans that we have later found out to be Israelites. So, family and friends, I'm going to, again, uh, present a show to you tonight that is uh, going to be a little controversial because... Um, on uh, different ends of the spectrum. People feel like this gentleman was a gangbanger, and so he gave what's coming to him. Some people believe he was a gangbanger, had a good heart, and, um, you know, just some things unfortunately happened. Other people believe he was a gangbanger, and he was trying to get out of it, trying to do the right thing, and he got caught. Uh, and then some people believe that he wasn't a gangbanger at all. He just walked away from that life, and while he still had some, you know, some ways of... Um, um, mannerisms or certain allegiance to certain uh, groups and uh, gangs in some ways. He really wasn't a gang member full-fledged. I've heard that. just heard on different types of people, all walks of life, commenting on this Nipsey hustle. So tonight I hope, 
hopefully we'll present a show to you tonight on this Five Smooth Song Network that will be something that you can learn from because we're going to talk about uh, different things that creates the Nipsey hustles of the world, the young men of the world, African Americans that uh, strive to do the right thing in this system, try to, uh, at first, maybe they go outside the law, but then they try to uh, do things within the law, and uh, these kinds of things happen. They wind up getting killed, wind up getting shot, sometimes people from their old lives, and sometimes there are powers that be just trying to stop them from from building, from from encouraging, from uplifting their people. I'm not. We're no fools tonight. We are no fools tonight. We know we're not ignorant of the enemy's devices and what he could very well have tried to, uh, uh, could well have actually done to this young life being snuffed out so early, so soon. So those of you on the phone lines, those of you in the chat room, thank you already. Uh, excuse me, I'm going too fast here. Those of you in the phone, on the phone lines and in the chat room, we want to thank you for come checking in so early, being here so early, just saying what is about to take place. This, uh, many of you value what we do here at this Five Smooth Stone Network, and I appreciate that. Really appreciate it. And uh, like I say, we, we're, we're not. I'm not. I'm not um, down with Nipsey Hustle. I'm not his boy. You know, I'm not buying his records. I'm not. I'm an older guy that have come across him, like I said, through my son. Uh, I mentioned some things to my wife, and she mentioned to me, and I started doing research. I always try to do my little research and find out who we're talking about, what he is, what he's not. Just trying to come at this uh, young man's bio all kind of ways, and I've come across some things that I agree. I, too, have an opinion, and you'll hear that tonight. But more importantly, I look to hear from the friends and family that will be tuning in tonight that know, knew a little bit more about him, and I would like to know what you feel about him. What what actually do you think of Nipsey Hussle tonight? A young man, a rapper, and a businessman, millionaire businessman, might I say, who really tried to uplift his community. So I'm going to play a bio here a little bit of him actually talking about himself, and uh, 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 and hopefully y'all be uh, you'll you'll be enlightened by that. Uh, you hear from uh, directly from from people that knew him. And I'll play that bio here in a second. Um, actually, I'm looking forward to it. I haven't even listened to the whole bio, but I was uh, sent that, and so I'm going to check it out myself. Again, I don't know this gentleman like a lot of you do, but just because I don't know someone don't mean that I can't blog about him because, again, we are family. And even if they wasn't family, we're doing a blog. It's a freedom of speech. We can say what we want to say, right? But we try to say on this show, things that the Father is saying. We try to not just say any old thing. We try to say things that are morally sound, things that will uplift people, things that would encourage people, and more importantly, things that the Father would have us to say because we don't know what we're dealing with on this earth. We don't know what we're dealing with really in life. We really don't know a whole lot. So we try to do shows that try to bring some light uh, to brothers and sisters uh, in this country called America. All right, so again, thank you for tuning to the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm going to go ahead and play this little short bio I ran across about Nipsey Hussle, and this will bring us all up to speed up to, as to what he was trying to accomplish, some things he did accomplish. And uh, I'm really, really, really uh, proud, if I can say that. I may get in trouble with some people because they may say, oh, he's a gangbanger. I really like what this young man tried to do. I really like what he tried to do. I feel like too many of us 
when it comes down to economics, we just don't have the wherewithal to do the things he did in taking over a whole block and just influencing people. Now, I'm not down with his music. I listen to it, and y'all know I ain't down with his music. I ain't going to try to front that. I'm just simply not down with uh, Nipsey Hussle as far as what he's rapping about, just like most of these rappers. But whenever a rapper or anyone take a, 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 a time out of their day, especially money out of their account, um, a piece of their heart, if you will, and invest it into the so-called black community, they get my vote. You don't have to be somebody waving a Bible to get my approval, not that I'm somebody. I'm not the standard, by the way, the most highest standard, but I I definitely, definitely call what Nipsey Hussle tried to accomplish in his little short life of 33 years. I do think he's a success in some regards. Okay. Now, just like I feel about many of you hear me talk about Jay-Z and all these different rappers, you know how I feel about how they get money, and all money ain't good money. I understand that. But, again, when you take your resources and you find a, a something that's worth living for, you find a cause, you find a, a, a notable cause, you want to you wanna help young people come out of the situation you was brought up in, you want to help young people be able to believe a little bit stronger than what you was able to. Maybe you felt hopeless in your life and you want to take your money and, and, and put them in a position where they have better education, better this, better that. Look, I don't care what anybody say. The Most High respects that. The Most High respects because that is good works. That is good works. And eventually these young people do grow up, and they realize that a lot of times in a lot of ways they make this money ain't good, and sometimes they die. They die trying. And that's exactly what happened to Nipsey Hussle. Let me go ahead and just read the show's description. I think y'all will understand better what I'm trying to say tonight. Again, the show tonight is about Nipsey Hussle. He's a rapper, a.k.a. businessman, millionaire. Obviously, he's a millionaire. Um, and more important, uh, more importantly, he's a major influence in the uh, California uh, area and, and really the country, but for sure in that L.A. Crenshaw, uh, Inglewood area, for sure. Definitely, this man is the man uh, with regards to uh, influencing young people, and I applaud him for that. And I thank the Most High for his um, wisdom and guidance in trying to uplift his people. It's a beautiful story. If I get this thing to start, I'm having a little trouble with my audio here, but we keep trying. Again, those of you who have been following the, the Five Smooth Stone, though, I'm going to go here, get some other little things out of the way while we're trying to get this video to upload, audio to upload. Those of you that's been following this Five Smooth Stone Network uh, for a very long time, I really, really appreciate you. want to just say it again. I can't say it enough. I really mean it. Thank you all for tuning in since 2011, some of you. And then there are those uh, family members, my bloodline family, the Douglas County family in literally 13 states. I really appreciate your support as well. Folks, we're very, very serious about uh, survival skills for black men. Um Tonight, again, is no different. We're talking about survival skills for black men in this white supremacist America. We're just going to do it a little different and talk about a, a young man's life that was snuffed out over the weekend. And uh, we're going to use that same light, the, the same 
a narrative uh, where we talk about survival skills. We're going to glean survival skills. What can we learn from the life of Nipsey Hussle? What can we learn? What can us older men share with younger men that we have gleaned from what we have learned in our research? Don't think we we didn't learn. We, we've done our research, Purcell and I, and hopefully he'll be on tonight. Purcell, Porsche is supposed to be jumping among some other people. We'll see if they show up. Um, but, folks, listen. There is lessons to learn from Nipsey Hussle. There is some do's and some don'ts that we have learned from Nipsey Hussle, okay? Um, Young people can say what they want to say, but there is some don'ts. Everything about Nipsey wasn't do's. There are some don'ts that should not have been engaged in that I think cost him his life. There are some do's that he should have very well did, and he did, and he needs to be applauded for it. He needs to be um, honored for it, and that's what this show is about. This show really is dedicated to that young man his family. I mean, they probably never listened to this show, but it's still a little something-something we're doing over here at this Five Smooth Stone Network and all of the hundreds or even maybe thousands after this show have been around a while because, you know, we get listeners every day on these old shows. But whoever gets to tune into this show, just know that this show is really trying to honor his family as well as him, his life. Uh, uh, this young man really, 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 really tried to help his people, and I applaud him, and, I, and, I'm, and I'm grateful to have come across this story. He was somebody. Now, did he handle his life the way I, I think he should have or been a spiritual? Of course, just like most young people. I, I, disagree, I agree that he didn't. But at the same time, you can't discount a, a, a man's work. He did things I never did. He think, did things that I probably never will do. Perhaps, maybe. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not done yet. But we've got to start celebrating more of what our young people do do, and uh, again, um, and learn from it, glean from it, things we can really, really, really benefit benefit from. So uh, again. Uh, tell you what, this is what I'll do. I'll just read the show's description. Uh, we sent this out to many of you via email. Some of you got it by text. Uh, this is just a little bit about what's happening tonight. And uh, it went something like this. Earlier I sent this to many of you. It says, tonight, fam, we continue to talk survival skills for black men in America as we look at life and death of Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey was a serious community activist, rapper, and millionaire businessman that was literally lifting his community, his community's economics in a unique way. One more time. Nipsey was a serious community activist, rapper, and millionaire businessman that was literally lifting his community's economics in a unique way. He sought to create solid long-term wealth for his people. I was reading up on that, and I actually heard him say it with his own mouth. So join the panel tonight, and I went on and talked about the time and date. So hopefully uh, we'll get a nice little gathering here tonight at this little fireside chat, I call it, and we'll begin here in a little bit. Uh, if I can just let's try this one more time. And I just want to thank uh, the guests that uh, 
Purcell and Porsche, uh, Purcell Porsche and uh, Tara Smith should be joining us a little bit. I want to thank them again for for joining me again, folks. I can't get this to load. I don't know what is going on with this clip, but I do need to take a little short little break. So let's do this. We'll go ahead and uh, play a little bit of. Uh, uh, let's see here. Just a little bit of Thai tribute, and we'll be right back, folks. Just take a little short break and allowing more people to comment actually what I'm doing because I don't want to start this until i got a full house. I have quite a few people in the chat room already and on the phone lines, but we always want to get a certain amount, so just allow a few more people to come if you don't mind. Do you mind? Do you mind? Do you mind? Hopefully not. Just allow a few more people to come, folks, and uh, we'll be right back. And I think what I'm going to do here is... Okay, all right. Y'all bear with me. I'm just still trying to get this little clip to upload. And I just want to thank all of you all over the country that's tuning into the show. I see all kind of air codes. Really appreciate you again for being here. Y'all, y'all don't have to do it. You, you have lives. You have families. So many things you can be doing with your time. I just really, really appreciate it. Please know that. And... Um, And I also want to say follow the show. Um, just a few little things I can get out of the way while we always got things to say. Uh, also just want to remind everybody to follow the show. Follow the show. Uh, many of you have been listening. You send me emails, texts saying how much you enjoy the Five Stones on Network it's, um, and these five songs, um, which is nothing more than five topics. You all, you tell me these things in um um, texts and emails. So all I'll ask of you is if you would follow the show. Uh, let everybody know. Um, let Blog Talk know and the Blog Talk world know um, by simply following the Five Small Star Network. When you follow the show, it gives us a little bit more clout. You know, with, with Blog Talk, for instance, one of the things they're doing, they're charging a lot of our members, uh, not members, a lot of our callers to listen to the show. Well, they'll stop their foolishness if I have a 1,000 followers or more, you know, a million followers even. I mean, uh, if you, because the they don't want you to take those followers somewhere else. So the more people you have following you in the show, the better they treat you. So, again, follow the show. All you have to do is click on that link we sent you, click on the follow button, and it'll ask you to sign in through Facebook or um one of the social networks, uh, Twitter. Twitter is the other one. So Facebook or Twitter. And once you sign in, it'll automatically send you uh, reminders of the show anytime we do a show. All right? So we'll be right back. Let's take a little short little break. This is going to be Lecrae. Don't waste your time. Let's go. Let's go. What's your life, man? I know a lot of people that are scared to go die. Couple of us thinking they'll be living in the sky. While I'm here living, man, I gotta ask why. What am I here for? I gotta figure out. Waste my life, no, I gotta make it count. If Christ is real, then what am I gonna do about? Everything in Luke 12, 15, out of 21, you really gotta go and check it out. Paul said, if Christ ain't resurrected, we wasted our lives. But that implies that our life built around Jesus being alive. Everything I'm trying to show the world why. Christ is more than everything I'll ever try. Better than pretty women sitting and living to get a minute of any women a minute you and mine. It ain't no lie, we created for Adam's dust, he made. Matter of fact, better man, I know I got Christ You don't see his ways in my days and my nights You can hit my brakes, you will stop my life Man, I lost my rights, lost my life To get the money, cause it's off that ice The cost is price, they can never offer me anything On the planet, the cost is price, yeah 
The devil just can't hang with us Christian youth, them a stand with us Living and driven, giving a vision for penning the commission he handed us London to Los Angeles, the rap evangelist My daddy wouldn't abandon us I got a backpack full of drugs and I give a Johnny Max Now are you ready to jam with us? So let's go, give me the word and let's go Persecution, let's go, Tribulation, let's go Across the nation, let's go, procrastination, let's go Hung on the cross in the cold, down for the young and the old Can't say you never know, heaven knows How many souls are going to hell and to heaven So we gotta go in and get them You trying to figure out what to do with your life You make a lot of money, hope you're doing it right Because the money is God, you better see what it right And stay focused, you ain't got no ride Your life ain't wrapped up in what you drive The clothes you wear, the job you work The color of your skin, now you're Christian first People get to living for a job Make a little money, start living for a car Get my wife, a house, kids, and a dog When they retire, they living high on the hall But guess what, they didn't never really live at all To live is Christ, and that's all I recall To die is dangerous, but Christ, we give it all He's the treasure, you can never find in a mall Your money, your single, this marriage challenge, your time They will only you to show the world
but look at what we have been told and what we can learn from social media about this gentleman, Nipsey Hussle. Again, this show is pretty much dedicated to him and his family. It's very sad what happened to him, especially being as young as he was, trying to do what he was trying to do. I applaud him very much so, very much so. And uh, just a tragedy that... that these kinds of things happen to people when they're trying to do what's right. But you can't give up. you got to keep going. There are powers that be that want to make sure that we remain uh, nothing more than a consumerist nation. Um, that's what they want for us, that we just remain consumers and that we never really um, own the, 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 the store, so to speak. Uh, so the market, so to speak, they don't want us major contributors in the market. They just want us consumers, uh, consumers nation at that 1.2 trillion. So this gentleman to do what he did, I applaud him. And that's why I would spend my time, uh, do an entire show devoted to him because I really respect what I know about him, what I've seen about him, what I've learned so far about him. Again, I don't know everything about him. I know I listen to a few of his songs and y'all know how I feel about rap, but I do, uh, I like what he tried to do with the proceeds he got from rap and with the proceeds he got from uh, uh, his music and, and what he, you know, it's almost like he was trying to make a better world for those uh, that listen to his music, those that come up in his, his hood, so to speak. And I applaud that. I applaud that. And you don't have to be some Bible-waving, Bible-toting uh, believer to do something right. Uh, there's, you know, we applaud all kind of other folk when they do stuff right, when they do business ventures. Why not? Why not? take the moment, take a night out to honor somebody who was killed in the process of trying to resurrect. And he did. He wasn't just in the process. He did a lot of good things, and he brought up a lot of people, from what I understand, and from eyewitnesses as well as people speaking of him themselves. I was trying to play a bio of it, and for whatever reason, this bio won't play. So I think what I'm doing, I'm just going to stream it from YouTube. It probably won't sound that good, folks, because I can't, don't know what is going on. This this not this won't log, log up, but I want you all to hear what one news reporter, keep in mind it's Fox News, you know, but I still think they, they, they still did a good job as this black woman. She probably is a fan of his, so she probably asked to do this particular uh, uh, news clipping, because sometimes they can do this news anchor people. They can say, I want to I want to do this shot, and so they'll let them do that particular report. I have a niece that's actually doing similar things in the news world. But folks, listen to this. Listen to this little bio clip of just some of the things this young man have done. Again, he can't take 33 years and wrap up in a five-minute video, but this will give you an idea, and we'll be right back. Check this out. Again, we're talking tonight about Nipsey Hussle. Who is he? Who is he, and why is it the things he did never made national news? All right, check this out. Now, you actually own half of this lot. 
There you have it. Like I said, it was just a, a little short clip. Uh, just something I found on the Internet. Uh, just, I thought played a, a bit of homage. I have actually a 13-minute um, bio of him, and I'm going to continue to try to get that up. Again, folks, thank you for tuning into this uh, very important show, talking about one of our own, Nipsey Hussle, a young man, young black man raised up in America. And you know on this show we don't really endorse or really <laughs> – uh, believe that we are black. Uh, we say it because nobody don't know what we talk about. If you say, if I say what I really think, um, but he's an Israelite. Simple and plain. He may not know it. Sam may not know it. You may not know it. But just because you don't know, don't mean it don't exist. We live out the prophecies set forth in the scriptures, and I believe that these so-called black people in America are nothing more than one of the lost tribes, now found tribes of Israel. And so we're going to talk about that. What does that have to do with his life? What does that have to do with his what he have done with his with his money, with his with his career? All that stuff is biblical. Remember, if it's true that African Americans is one of the lost tribes of Israel. The young men are going to behave according to the ways of the scriptures, whether they're rebelling or whether they're obeying, whether they're seeking the Most High or whether they're running from the Most High. They are going to, all of that rebellious activity, obedient activity, is Hebraic, meaning was prophesied for the Israelites to live out, was prophesied for the Israelites to carry out. We think when we see these stories that it's so foreign, it's so different, it's so no, it's not. It's it's what has been prophesied. Scripture talks about blood touching blood, which means so called Israelites killing Israelites. Are y'all don't believe that yet? I understand. We just say black killing black for you for for tonight. But the Fox Food Network has been declaring loud, loud, loud that we are nothing more than Israelites living in captivity in this America. This is not our home. You can be, even though we're born here, and according to the law, it's our home. A home is a place that feels like home, as well as the government declaring by document it being your home, by citizenship. It has to be a citizenship of the heart, and we have never felt that. So it's not our home by the truest definition of what the word home is. 
We are Israelites. We and our forefathers were scattered to the four corners. One of the corners is America. And here we are living out these prophecies and our young people going through what they're going through. And then you got the Crenshaws or the Inglewoods of the world, these young people going through all the things they go through. And then one pops up in the middle of them. One is raised up in the middle of them, financially speaking, and does things to right the wrong of his people. This is what exactly happened with this young man's life. So while I'm not down with him, I don't listen to his music, I'm not a, you know, I don't follow him on Instagram or Twitter or whatever people do, it's not rocket science to understand what's happening in that Crenshaw area, what's happening in Inglewood, what's happening in Chicago, what's happening in New York, what's happening in Texas. It's not rocket science. Our people are oppressed by those that have housed in their minds the philosophy of white supremacy. And when I say those, I'm not just talking about a certain people. I'm talking about anyone that ascribes to the philosophy of white supremacy, white or black. And oftentimes, unfortunately, they are in dark skin. White supremacy don't just mean you mean whites are superior, but it equally means blacks are inferior. Sometimes people never use the word white supremacy. They just talk about how inferior these niggas are, how tired they are, these niggas. They, they're referred to so-called black people. A lot of us have issues with dark-skinned people. They have self-hate. And so when you have self-hate, yeah, any old government uh, uh, official can get you to turn against your people if that's what happened. Many of you are saying that this was an informant. We don't know yet. I don't think we have proof, solid proof yet, but that's what's out there, that he was an informant for the cops. And, uh, of course, he was a part of, I hear, the same gang as uh, Nipsey uh, was, and that, you know, so we don't know, folks. There's a lot of speculation happening. And then, when, of course, when they go to protest, people are hurt. Even the protest, one person shot. I think 19 was wounded even when they protested. So just violence beget violence, you know. Uh, um, so, again, everybody, well, not again, but everyone, please remember to just pray for the families of this young man. Pray for the families of Nip Nipsey Hussle. He's no different than any other young man out here trying to do stuff, trying to help our people. A lot of our young people may not have that kind of money, may not have that kind of cloud, may not have that kind of influence, but they have that kind of heart. And to me, they're no different than he is. He is no different than them. He is not superior in any way to them. They're not in any way inferior to him. These are just young people trying with what they have. He just happened to get a break, happened to get some great ideas, worked on those ideas. And I hope this encourages a lot of young people to work on your ideas, to work hard on, on and, and dream big and, and work towards those dreams, have those short-term goals, long-term goals. Y'all have heard it a thousand times. But I really do hope that the Crenshaw community wake up and, and uh, uh, get uh, just inspired and encouraged. Sometimes when you have this kind of a, a death, it wakes up a neighborhood, it wakes up a community, and sometimes even it wakes up a nation. That's with Martin Luther King Jr. That actually woke up a, a world. So don't take the lightly what can happen from this young man's death. And why yet? Don't take 
lightly what can happen on this show tonight uh, with young people and older people like myself talking about this young man, talking about what he brought to the table, talking about his influence in that community and in the nation and even in the world. He was a, a, a up and coming rapper with um, had some top uh, um, a top uh, chart. Uh, I can talk. I'm trying to do three things here at one time, but he was a very successful rapper in terms of what the rap world call a rapper. You know, he knew all the big names and, and uh, probably at some point was going to work with them. But listen, folks, again, I really thank y'all for tuning into this show tonight. I really appreciate it. Again, we just uh, talk about the life, the life and death of um, this Nipsey Hussle, and um, why he had to die so young, and why didn't his work make the national news? I'll talk about that. Why didn't his work make national news? And uh, why so many of us never hear of people like this until they're actually gone? Um, I'm sitting up here looking at the uh, slideshow of all of the different people that came. Y'all know how we do when somebody dies and that, that, that initial feeling you get, feeling hopeless. There's so many hopeless uh, youngsters right now in that Crenshaw, uh, Inglewood area. Uh, just really just, you know, when you see somebody that's from your town, from your neck of the woods trying and and uh, actually succeeding and bringing some things to the light. Uh, the gentleman was getting ready to uh, do a documentary from what I've heard on Dr. CB, and he all heard me. Uh, I mentioned Dr. CB a long time ago. I mentioned him and the different things he was talking about. I had mentioned his name a long time on the show, but Dr. CB, I, I was probably one of the first ones that mentioned him back in 2011. I know I talked about him on the show, and because uh, I think he was talking about curing AIDS way back then in 2011. But uh, this gentleman uh, feel like, uh, like I feel like also, Dr. Phoebe was murdered because he did have the, not just the cure for AIDS, but the cure for a lot of things. And so I remember, uh, y'all remember Caress? Well, maybe not, you don't remember Caress, but anyway, Caress is my niece, and she was on the show talking about Dr. Phoebe a long time ago. But before Caress was on talking about Dr. Phoebe, again, and we, you spell his name S-E-B-I, before Caress was on the show, uh, we had a family show, and she was talking about some of the things he had talked about with health. But before she did that, we, we were talking about Dr. C.B. years ago. And this young man felt like Dr. C.B. was murdered, like I do, because of his uh, knowledge and what he was trying to do to uplift black people, just like uh, he's trying to do. And he felt like he was murdered. And so some people think that could have been why he was shot. We don't know. We don't know. I don't want to be sitting up here speculating as to why he died. I just want to look at some of the good things he tried to do while he lived and highlight that. And because uh, I feel like that's what happened. People died. Nobody talk about it. And, you know, it, 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 again, I hope all of this inspired young people like it have done in the past to get up, duplicate what he did, go further, fight harder. And I think that's what'll happen. You know, that's the you know, and I just think that I just believe that that's what'll happen to a lot of those young people. That not just in California, really, but in all over. Okay, uh, and those of you that just don't know this young man, don't feel bad. I didn't know him either, and uh, that's just the way this media is. They make sure we don't know the ones that's out here doing things like this. And so, but I was so impressed, and uh, I was going to play the bio that talks about literally. The things he have done economically, that's what I was trying to do. Again, I'm not one of those that really have followed this young man 
from his star like some of you have, and I didn't want to cut it short. I want to actually lay down a, uh, uh, this bio of all the things he have done economically. Folks, it is a long, impressive list, I'm telling y'all. So anyway, uh, I'm going to go to the phone lines. I think we have one of the uh, uh, gentlemen that's going to be uh, hosted tonight, Brother Elishu. Uh, I don't know how, how long he can stay tonight because he had an emergency earlier, but I do see he's in the house. Uh, let me just go ahead and go to the phone lines and bring on uh, Ella Shua all the way in Fort Worth, uh, who is going to be one of the guests on tonight. All right, Erica, 678-559. Uh, Brother Ella Shua, Ellison, are you in the house? Yes, can you hear me? <laughs> I can hear you just fine, brother. It's good to hear your voice. I know you had something come up a little earlier. Are you able to say the whole show? Nah, I'm going to stay here as much as proper. Actually, I'm going to kind of be in the background. I hope that Purcell and um, who else is ever on schedule would show up. Um, I well, let's a, do this. We'll let you stay as long as you can. And uh, first of all, just go ahead and say hello to the people. And just stay as long as you can. Purcell and, and, and Taurus is another issue. They have other issues here. So I guess tonight is a night of issues. But I know that you were really hurt by Nipsey Hussle's death, inspired by Nipsey Hussle's life. And I want you to talk about it, just share what's on your heart, and we'll just get with Purcell and, and, and Taurus as they come, okay? But go ahead. First, okay. let everybody know who you are because we got some phone numbers I'm not familiar with. Just let everybody know a little bit about who you are, a little about maybe 30 seconds, and then just go into uh, what this young man have done uh, with regards to how you are impressed with him. I know you mentioned some things earlier to me as well as some uh, challenges you think uh, are around his death that we need to look at. So go ahead, brother. Well, first of all, my name is Ellie Shaw, Israel Ellison. Um, if you need to uh, contact me, where you can contact me on Facebook, uh, the name is Ellie Shaw, E-L-Y-S-H-U-A-H, Israel Ellison. Uh, of course, I'm from Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, me and uh, Seth have been friends for probably about three decades now. Uh, we used to attend the same churches together. Um, uh, at Seth be his um, and almost insistence, I ended up attending Oral Roberts University. He was very instrumental in me making that transition, and that was a, ooh, probably one of the most significant things that happened in my life and my development. Um, this situation uh, personally touches me because it deals with young black males. Um, I became aware of Nipsey Hussle's art through my son, whom um, I just lost about two months ago, who was deceased now. Um, his wife was uh, taken in a uh, uh, car accident at the age of 24. One of the reasons I haven't been on the shows as actively as I have been in the past is because I'm, uh, it, you know, it's almost expected, I'm, as you would probably would already assume, I'm still in the process of grieving my child. And when I encounter things like this, Oh, man, it's almost like a setback. Uh, but at the same time, I'm really encouraged because of the people, the way the people are responding in light of the way that this is being presented. Now, I believe in all intents and purposes, we have, you, you have one individual acting alone. They have been trying to, it's not what happened that happened as a result of Nipsey Hussle's death that right now is more bringing more contention or uh, issue of conflict, it's the way that it's being 
depicted in the way the narrative is being laid by particular news stations and the way that they use certain words, and particularly the police chief, to bring well, about well, certain do, 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 do my favor, Ella Shirt. Sure. Sure, do my favor uh-huh. because – hold on one second. Do my favor because there are a lot of people that don't know jack about this person. I promise you. I know for okay. certain there are some people that don't know who he is. They're not like you and others. So they don't even know – all they know, they look at they look. It's all the pictures that I sent to them, and they see the tattoos, and you know, okay. think about tattoos. So go ahead and give them the. Uh, why yeah, you, let's see, let's see, why you see, even give? This, why you even pay homage to this guy? Because they don't know what you know of the good things he did, and then we can talk about his death and some okay. of the concerns well, you got. Please. Well, the first, the, the first of all, we have to realize that <clears throat> in the hip hop industry, most of the artists come from the streets. As a matter of fact, you have very few artists that do not come from the streets that make it extremely successful in hip-hop because it is the life that they live in the streets that gives their music authenticity because in its originality, hip-hop was more of a music of protest and it was a music of venting and the way of young black males and young black females who were powerless and had no other way of expressing the grievances that they were experiencing, particularly at the in its inception from the Los Angeles Police Department in the West Coast and then the New York Police Department on the East Coast. So that music became, uh, from all intents and purposes, in its inception, a protest music. As, Dr., as uh, Chuck D., a public enemy, used to say, rap is the CNN of the hood. <clears throat> It reports what goes on in our life that the other world has closed out to because it's too harsh. They don't want to see that. So they would never rather it be out of sight, out of mind. Well, rap music and the rap culture and industry brought that reality to the forefront, center stage, live and in our face. Now, it was very good until we had A&R and record labels who were more interested in making dollar bills and putting out what you would call artrusic art. So they begin to pervert it, and they begin to basically make it impossible for any artist with positive messages to have any type of success within that industry. The only people who were getting the success all of a sudden now are people who have lyrics that are derogatory, self-destructive, full of black self-hatred, very derogatory towards women, um, misogynistic And what they did is they took the gutter Of our pain and put it on Center stage Because they are entertained by it They've always been entertained And I'm going to say the word And y'all can figure it out later what I meant They've always been entertained by nigger culture And so they put it on the forefront And what they com- communicated To the world That that culture is the substance Of who we are as a black people And that's a damn lie you took ghetto culture and made it the standard for black culture. And then all of a sudden comes along people like Nipsey Hussle, people like Kendrick Lamar, because remember the founders, they were already positive. People like Chuck D, uh, NWA, a lot of people think they were just like niggas with attitudes because of the name. But they don't understand that NWA was one of the first rap groups who brought up the, the attention to us of the type of abuse that those citizens were experiencing there in, in South Central Los Angeles. And it blew up during the L.A. riots after the uh, police officers were acquitted in the beating of Rodney King. Well, that was a ball, that was a pressure parlor, 
and it was under pressure, and it had been boiling, and it had been boiling, and until it exploded. Now here we are, we have rappers like Nipsey Hussle, we have like Kendrick Moore, J. Cole. These are rappers that for the most part, people of my generation are unaware of. They're totally missing. I have no idea who these people are. I'm aware because I have two sons. One who is who is deceased is a a couple of months ago. He died at 24. My our son here is 27. So they're very much entrenched in that culture. And so because I want to always remain relative until I can communicate with my children, with my family, with them, I was now I, I therefore have kept abreast of what's going on. Now I was an avid fan of hip hop in his early years. So with the situation with Nipsey Hussle, he is the he is the epitome of the best story of hip-hop. He is a man who, when he was a teenager, he was involved in gangs because he grew up in Crenshaw, uh, Inglewood, South Central Los Angeles. My uncle used to own a liquor store right there where this incident took place. So I understand the degradation of a community that's been abandoned by its very own because you have to understand out of that same community came some of the foremost hip-hop stars in today's music. People who have made millions of dollars and they never looked back, they never gave back. Nipsey Hussle was different. Nipsey Hussle was a man who took his own destiny into his own hands. He was a rapper. He released six albums, which you would call, you know, people say he released them, uh, self produced them. And he was a genius because he said, What I have to say is so important and so significant, I'm going to charge y'all $100 a CD. And guess what? What you would call now the current reigning godfather of hip-hop, Jay-Z, brought $10,000 of CDs from him because he was so impressed by his ability to take his own future in his other hand, his own hand and not put it into the hand of a record label. Where on his seventh album that he did sign with a record label, it automatically went platinum, and he was nominated for a Grammy Award. So a man wow. came from being a gang that member. Is when he was like, that oh, is impressive. Bold. That's bold. Yeah, very bold. And a lot of them are like that. And this is what threatens with the popular culture because what's happening is that we have an industry that has that, that literally generates billions of dollars a year. And now what you have is these entertainers, these young black men who are taking their guesses on their own hands, starting their own record labels and taking it back. And these people are upset. And a lot of these people listening right now, when you hear the term Illuminati, you think, oh, that's crazy, whatever. Well, I'll give you an example. Michael Jackson died. He died worth about $1.2 billion. Michael Jackson, before he died, he made a financial move, and he purchased the, the, the music catalog of the Beatles. Y'all, I mean, y'all familiar with the Beatles, Paul McCartney and them dudes. Well, uh, within that catalog was also a part ownership to Sony. So now Michael Jackson's estate is worth three times more than it was when he died. So now when you see this Netherlands situation come up, y'all think, oh, they're attacking Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson was this and that. You have to understand that it's always about the money. Follow the money. What they want to do is to try to have some legitimate claim towards that money because they are infuriated and it pisses them off that a dead man flipped the script and outsmarted them. Prince is another example. And we wow. always assume these people are dying, dying over drug overdoses. Prince was going about to collaborate with, with Jay-Z. Jay-Z is the owner of, uh, uh, oh, God, if I cannot believe I can't. Bad boy? Nigga, this man, huh? Rockwell, bad boy, I don't know. 
No, no, he doesn't do that no more. He actually has a streaming company, and I cannot believe a title. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man, my son would have made so fun of me if I couldn't remember that name. That's but he okay. is the we owner of... It's all right. Go in with your point. We ain't in the yeah, loop. But, but he is the owner of title. It's a streaming. Just like you remember Seth, back in the day how we used to stream music through... Um, what was that, that thing? Was it when we, you know, uh, Apple, it was the Apple thing type program, and people still do it, and they download music. Well, Jay-Z purchased one. He purchased one of the four most right now, and him and Prince were going to collaborate, basically, because Prince was selling all, he, I think he actually completed the sale. He sold all his masters to Jay-Z. So in other words, these people are taking their destiny in their hand, and that's why I'm there becoming a threat, because they're in a multi-billion dollar industry, and that what has happened thus far is that the record labels and the distributors have been the ones who have made all the money, while these people have been used like slaves, like horses, and they generate all these money, and the people make the money, like the incident with the Super Bowl this year. If you people were probably just dissatisfied with the Super Bowl and the halftime show, well, that didn't just happen all of a sudden because they chose somebody and they didn't show up. It was because most of the major hip-hop stars rejected the Super Bowl invitation, and it began with a man named Jay-Z. They asked him to participate in the Super Bowl, and he said, I don't need you, you need me. He said, you're racist, and I'm not going to be doing any Super Bowls. He said, I, I perform in arenas every night as large as the Super Bowl. I don't need you. I sell out arenas. He said, I he was talking about him and his wife. We sell out arenas. Right. So, so what is happening is now, um, as I said, to go back with Nipsey Hussle, there's been an initiative among a lot of these rappers, and, they, and basically there was a song put out, I posted on my page by Rick Ross a couple of years ago, and it was called Buy Back the Block. The thing is, is that, look, we are coming into resources. We always complain about these Asians and about these Iranians and all these people from everywhere coming into our neighborhood, owning our convenience stores, treating us indifferently. Well, we can resolve that issue by buy back, buying back our block, by rebuying the goods and services that are in our community and keep that money circling with That's a good idea. Community. That's a good that idea. Is the thing, that is the thing that Nancy Hustle was following. Now, what you have to know is that there are a lot of people who are actually believing, praying, and hoping that black folks make it. So one of Missy Hustle's <laughs> major investors is worth $4 billion. That's the kind of money these young men, are, that's the kind of money these men, by their initiatives and their entrepreneurial endeavors, are generating and bringing to the table. So we talk about big money. Now, uh, now again, going back to Missy Hustle, that's what he did. And so what he did is he started opening up a number of businesses. And while he opened up the number of businesses, he was empowering people in the community, giving them jobs, giving them opportunities, helping with education. They're building a brand-new park right there in that area. And so the thing is this. This is what you have to know, people. It's like I said. It's very likely that the person who did this, who murdered this man, who took his mic prematurely, was just some jealous, outraged individual. But I give that pause because he's also a very uh, known police informant. So before I get to that, let me give you some background about what's happening with us financially as far as the hood is concerned. Many of you, because you hate Donald Trump, and I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, didn't vote for Donald Trump, but Donald Trump is doing some things that people need to pay attention to. Like he signed this initiative, which they call the Urban Economic Renewal Initiative. It has 
millions of dollars funding behind it. The money is available those who so, uh, will be available to anybody who has proven their business achievement, that they can make money, and they want to do it within the inner city. The thing is, is that what they're going to end up doing is what happened in Katrina. All the black businesses were pushed out, white businesses came in, and they took over New Orleans. It's called what they call crisis, what is it called, a crisis takeover now. You come into a situation where people have experienced crises, you, take, you, 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 make, you transition all public services and make them private services, and then individuals become wealthy and rich. Well, what happened is that in South Central Los Angeles, I said, there's a gold mine. <laughs> because we black people don't know that we're the number one consumers in America. We spend more money in America than billionaires do. So the thing is, is that just like what happened in Harlem, Harlem used to be predictably all black on, owned, and then through regentrification, the black people were pushed out, white people came in, and what used to be the most undesirable real estate in the United States is now one of the most most expensive bland bases of real, price of real estate in the United States, and that's Harlem, New York, because they did through gentrification. So the problem with the way this is reported is that they're trying to connect it to gang activity and to make it gang-related, because it was a man killing another black man, now what you're doing is you're trying to create a wedge between black people against black people. The ultimate outcome will be black people will once again abandon the hood, leave those people there to fend for themselves, and eventually what's going to happen is that in communities like Los Angeles, South Los Angeles, just like they did in Harlem, just like they did in New Orleans, these people are going to go in and they're going to take get government dollars that was supposed to be slotted for us to revitalize our communities, and they're going to get them dollars. They're going to put black faces on those business, but they're going to be the one that's getting paid. Wow. And with Nissy Hustle, with Nissy Hustle and them, and people like Nissy Hustle, Rick Ross, Jay-Z, what these people are trying to do is reinvest back into the black community. And they're using the fact that these people are rappers and that they have histories and gang violence. And many times in situations like this, they're going to just say it's a gang violence, it's a gang-related thing. But the fact of the matter is you have a young man who walks up to another young man in a place of business in the middle of the day with witnesses, and he shoots him six times and then leaves. Now, people say that is crazy, crazy. Every time I hear it, it just... Let me clarify, it's not gang-related because what happened is that this young man who shot him actually grew up in the same neighborhood that he grew up in and that they were both in the same gang. So they're not on opposing forces. As a matter of fact, it exposes what ensued supposedly is that the gentleman was hanging around. Nixon very politely asked him, he said, sir, he said, we got an issue. We don't know. I know I know you, man. We go back. But you know we while we have our concerns, I just rather you not be here. So supposedly dude left, came back, and got a gun. Now, you have to understand that he killed Nipsey right in front of his child. His child was watching this when it was happening. And so the thing is, is that the way he was killed, if you understand anything about uh, what they call, you know, what they call it, bosses on the crime world or what have you, this was an execution. He shot him six times. He shot him one time in the head. And and the thing is, again, the man is an informant. And so, again, even if that's just the case, with what's now the after effects, and 
this is the impact, and this is what my concern is, is that they're paying this to say this is gang-related, it's gang violence, because you have to understand that the media in America operates by fear. We scare people, the media, and even this government scares people into doing things. Very seldom anything that's requested of us is voluntarily. When it comes to a new vaccination, like in the state of Texas, when the, the, what I would get the vaccination that these young girls have to take, well, they scared them, they scared these people into saying that it was needed, and then what happened, they made it mandatory. Now, of course, if the man who made it mandatory was the governor of the state, and the governor of the state owned, had part ownership in the pharmaceutical the company that was producing the, the, the vaccine. And it's odd that my mother and every other woman in the, in the state of Texas didn't have a shot, and they didn't die prematurely of cancer because they motivate us by fear. If they want us to like, to, I mean, if they want us to dislike, if they want us to despise and to have contempt for our own time, they do it based on fear. I would, and my last thing I would say is I never will forget one day there were some black guys, young guys. I don't know what this is. Well, I'm trying to remember exactly where we were at. And they were talking loud, drinking or whatever, and I don't know if they knew my mom's house, whatever the situation, it was a problem. And my mother was obviously upset about this, and she, you know, like, you know, can you tell them? And I was like, man, they, they don't have no respect for nobody. I walked up to her, and my mother said, don't do that. I said, my mom, you see those guys right there? They look just like me. They got my skin color, and they are the age of my children. When did we become afraid of our own children? And I went over there and I said, bro, I'm saying, you know, disrespect y'all now, but my mom is over there and y'all talking loud, y'all cursing, whatever. I was like, could y'all, like, you know, you know, fall back for me? I appreciate it. Like, yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, school, we're sorry, man. We apologize. Now, because I didn't come to him and said, you niggas need to stop that. I didn't get the nigga what you say. We do what we want to do. No, they honored me. And respected me because I came understanding that yeah, I acknowledge you. I acknowledge you as a man, but I mean, I'm just and, and, and respect you. But I just ask that you would honor my mother and honor these people here. And they responded to me positively. I'm gonna say something. Then I'm gonna be quiet. That well, you know, right, that right there, that right there was powerful, and I've learned that even with myself. I, I, I don't know what's going on with me at this age I am now, but I'm running across a lot of young men acting just like that. They don't know quite how to handle themselves. A lot of them are too loud. A lot of them spit every three steps. And, you know, mm-hmm. you can't just get on them about every little thing. I try not to, but, you know, it's hard. And right. But I've learned right. when I would go, even when I was in Cincinnati, I would uh, ask them to turn their music down a lot. A lot of people thought I was crazy. So one guy got shot one time doing that in Cincinnati. But I figured, yeah. I figured they're not animals. They're not animals. No, they're not. The, the society wants us to think they're animals. And 99% of the time, I can't say every time, because I think one time a guy looked at me and he kept it up, but 99% of the time, and I've asked, oh, maybe 50, 60, 70 guys to turn their stuff down, mm-hmm. probably more than that over the years. It's got to be in the hundreds. Mm-hmm. Because I've lived various places, and I've always seen like, and it can be, I can. I only have to be home. If it's loud, I just say, hey, can you take me now? But it's, I found out, Ella Shore, it's how you ask. They, 
You better not come to them, even in your heart, secretly thinking you're better than them. Because you can try to hide it all you want. If you're condescending, it can cost you your life. Not not every black man. There's some black men, even if you was condescending, they they would never even think to do something to you. There's only a small little element that would... You know, they'll do something to you. And, and, it's and, very, and, very, and, very few, minute few. And when they do act up that minute few, they make the news. And so when everybody see that, they love the news. People love that. Young man was told to turn his down. He killed somebody. Now you're thinking all of them like that. And this is where a lot of our young people are. People expect them to act like animals. And oftentimes they get so frustrated, they just say, F it. They, you, know, you think I'm out anyway. So they, you know, they hold you up or they do something. But you, you're absolutely right. If you show the love and they know you got their back, you don't have to be holding hands and, you know, no mushy stuff. Just, you know, like you said, hey. Uh, no, 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 no. Right. And, and, and one of the things is, is that. We as men have to remember, we're men. We can't advocate that responsibility. We're men. Uh, well, as a matter of fact, the, the, the same era that you lived in, of course, I'm familiar with it, and as you, you know, which they don't know, that here the listeners don't know, but there was a time where when Seth was making his transition to Fort Worth, I lived in his place in Cincinnati. And where that place is situated, the, the, the complex is very nice. I mean, literally, and it's, it's, a, it's like a culture district. But at the same time, the way Cincinnati is hood, the way Cincinnati is set up, is that you can be downtown Cincinnati and keep walking, and five minutes later, you right slap dab in the middle of the hood. And you right. got to know how to handle yourself and how to conduct yourself. Because the, right. the problem is, and, and, and there was a gentleman who stayed up under you, and I remember they used to play the music loud, and I remember one day, I just went and I was like, I opened up the window and it was down there and the sound I got the attention. I said, say, and I was like, and they were rosters. And I said, I don't know how I respond. I, I forgot how I, how, how I, and that, I spoke to him or what I said at first when I greeted him. But I was like, yo, I was like, yo, yo, fellas, man. I was like, look, man, ain't trying to rain on y'all parade, man. I said, you know, you're doing y'all thing. I said, look, man, I got to get up in the morning. I said, man, can y'all give me some on the sound, on the volume, drop it down just a couple minutes. Man, them dudes were so apologetic, and they said, yo. You know, of course, you know, I don't drink. When they, they were so apologetic, they had, like, some beers. They were like, you want some beer, man? We bring it up to you, man. You know, you had a long day of work, man. We apologize for disturbing you, man. We really, you know, like, I was even yep. taking a bag. <laughs> I was like, no, nah, man, I, yep. I, I, I appreciate the gesture, but, we, man, but I'm good. I appreciate it, now. Just let me give them a say, cool, we're going to keep it down. And so we make sure we're going to keep it down. They're like, and, and so it was that thing, and I want to say this last thing to, to anybody listening, because a lot of these people who listen to this show are spiritual people, and you are people, people who are believers. You have a spiritual insight and understanding, and you have to know <clears throat> that there's something that's taking place, that this culture is right now in full swing in a war against young black males. And I would ask y'all, to please be conscious in your love towards young black men. When I say conscious, that means that it's going to be sometimes you're going to have to act outside of your comfort zone. There you go. But, there you but, go. But, but, you, but you got to love them. You got to encourage them. You got to build them up. One thing I have learned in 57 years of me being a child, of being a parent, of being a teacher, uh, any capacity of leadership 
is that people respond better to edification, the edification and encouragement and exhortation than they do criticism. And we have to be aware of that. So what we have to do is build them up. We have to strengthen them up. And the reason why come young black men love Louis Farrakhan so much because every time he mans a mic, that's what he does. He makes them feel like they can stand on top of the world. He does not degrade them. He does not belittle them. Oh, don't think he left them off because ain't nobody going to bring your stuff to you like Louis Farrakhan. He does not hesitate to let you know, black man, you a mess. But at the same time, he loves us, and we see his model because there ain't no weakness in that dude when it comes to confronting the system. And that's why I come these people. And you know what? You know what? If I can, if I can, if I can, if I can, if I can uh, jump in there. Listen, you are so right. You are so so right, Elishua. My goodness, and I think that's one of my weaknesses. I think that's one of my weaknesses. You know, I just, I just. I get so upset with this younger generation. I ain't going to lie, I do. And it's just, it's just, and I think my biggest frustration is they think we're a joke. They don't see that you come from us. How is it you harder than we are? We are we are swinging as hard as you're swinging with what we had to swing with, and then our parents. The further all these younger people look back, the generation before us, generation before them, they think they was weaker and weaker and weaker. I had a guy to scold me one time. I was interviewing him on this show on the Five Two Network, and he's a cousin. And I was telling Bobby Baylor how I couldn't have been like y'all, man. I would have killed me some white people. And I went on talking about how I can't do this and how, how I just could. And he said, yes, you could. You was no different than us. But it's what we had to deal with. See, yep, back then, right. white people had, they was more united. And they they could take your life and you'd not have a trial. So mm-hmm. our foreparents couldn't just go around here gang-busting, saying what they want to say, grab a white girl, take her out, and have all kind of ways, and have all this stuff in there with you and white girls and white boys. That stuff was unheard of. So our generation, this young generation, this what, again, this is what frustrates me, is they look at us and they think we're soft. They think Christianity is soft. Well, are you aware that the church initially was the one leading the charge? Did you read that part of history? So, you know, something changed. Something happened with the church. But we're talking about, again, Nipsey Hussle tonight. And LSU was just firing away. But I just had to jump in there because he's right. He is so right. If you offer encouraging words to young people, they hear you better. But a lot of times, I don't know, it's not easy as said as you think it is, you know, especially if they're related to your nephews cousin, son, you know, it's not that easy. It's not easy at all. You know, we we are paying the price. We are paying the price. We went through hell for to raise these kids and to raise these nephews and to raise these cousins and to raise these son, uh, uh, just men, uh, boys, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. we, our people went through hell, and then for the younger generation, look at us and say, oh, y'all soft. It really does something to me, man. I mean, I need to grow up a little bit, but it really does something. Go ahead. I just have to interject there. Yeah. 
And 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 you're so right, Seth. And it is a disconnect. And the disconnect is is there's a number of variables included involved in that. And one of the variables is this. And that is that I'm gonna say something. And I hope you, my sisters, don't get upset. You know how your sisters are always saying, "I want a man to be a man. I want a man to stand up, and take his position, and take his responsibility, and be accountable, and do what he has to do as a man. I want him to raise my children and to be a father." The problem is that he's a man. And a lot of y'all got a problem with the way men raise children. And you intervene at times when you shouldn't. Because what you want, because because we have a generation that thinks that the best service that we can give our children is to give them everything that we didn't have. But Seth just alluded to, it's what we didn't have that made us the people that we are. It is the lack that we have experienced in our sojourn in this nation that's made us the strongest people in this nation and possibly the strongest people on the planet. Because nobody has endured what we have endured as long as we have endured it to the extent that we have endured it under the weight that we have endured it like us. And we're trying to rob our children of that part of their development. So when things get hard, they crumble. They fall. Because we are trying to give them a silver platter. And you sisters got to know when a man is being a man in the home and he's taking his responsibility, he's being accountable. When he goes to do what he has to do to be the man, to raise that young child, that boy, into a man, would you please step back and let the man be the man? There's a lot of our disconnect with us. That's the problem right there. And so they grow up without fathers. Their fathers, their, their situation, even situations where their father's present in the home, but he don't have the freedom to be a man and to be a man raising his son. Wow. And I got to give him the freedom and let him do because if not, and when they grow up, it's hard to try to raise a man when a man becomes a man. Do you understand that? It's difficult. It's something about our ego that we fight being told something from another man when we are men. And so you want to wait until they get 18 and 19 and then you want us to be with it. No, 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 no. That starts at four or five years of age. My son is 6'4". We get into an argument and he still says, yes, sir, no, sir. Because I've raised him to do that. And I'm telling y'all, you've got to give these men and let these men be free to raise these boys as men. It's not easy raising a boy into a man, into a society like this. So you got to pray for him, you got to support him. You got to be there with them, and when that man be the man, step out of the room, let the man be the man. It's going to make your load a lot lighter, and it's going to make you sleep a lot peaceful as the days go older when the child gets older. And when you think the child is in harm's way, you will be assured that that man has taught that child how to handle himself and how to not put himself in harm's way if you just let that man be a man. Powerful. That's one verb. Powerful. Well, listen, listen. What was that? I said, that's just one. Well, listen. That's one verbal, and I, say, that's one verbal and I disconnect. So I'm just saying, another well, one listen, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying, that's just one. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. 
That's what happened. I'm trying to do two or three things here. But listen, man, I appreciate what you were saying. What I was actually trying to do is get a brother on that set. He couldn't get on earlier. So I didn't hear those last few words you said. But listen, everybody, again, y'all have been tuning to the 560 Network. It's brother LSU and I on the line. who's talking about Nipsey Hussle, what happened, the life, the death of this young man, and uh, just the great things he tried to do for his, his community and some of the great things he did do for his community. He was not playing, trying to help his community. We applaud him for that. And then um, I, has, I was supposed to have some other guests on. Uh, that it was kind of was indifferent to this whole story. As a matter of fact, uh, um, Brother Purcell Porsche, y'all remember him from last week. Hopefully he'll tune into the show. But, uh, and, 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 well, let's just say this. We all don't agree. We all agree that gang violence or gang activity is not a good thing. We all, not a host that probably come on tonight will agree that. But it, and so some people look at this as this kind of what happened to him when he's in that life. This is a blowback from gang activity. But like Yellow was saying earlier, we don't know if the government is involved, but this is an informant. We don't know about this informant guy. We, You know, this man, whenever our young men or older men, any black men, anybody really, any of any ethnic group, do something to really hold, to, to really help uplift this black community, so-called black community, oftentimes this is what happens. They're killed. So this is why we're not just talking this up to gang violence. This is the perfect time to blame it on the gang violence. But I'm not buying that so yet. So a lot of a lot of our, a lot of people has kind of got mixed feelings about this show. To be honest with you, uh, so. But well, we still, I still wanted to do the show tonight because I wanted to pay homage to this young man. He didn't have to do all of those things to the community. He could have got that money, went about his business, lived a crazy life that all a lot of other uh, entertainers live, and just be selfish about it. And for him to do the things, I was so impressed. And I'm trying to play this audio still of the things he did. I think I'm going to just play it from the uh, internet. But y'all got to hear this. Uh, he did. He did a lot though. And I'm so grateful hey, to have Seth. come across him. Uh, what was that, LSU? Well, I just want to interject to say that that indifference is a big, big, big problem. That indifference is just what the enemy wants us to, to have in regards to gang people, gang violence. Let me ask you something. Are gang members in the day? I do not blame members have souls. Did not he told us to go seek and save that which was lost? Did he not did he not say a physician does not need a physician? If you healed, you don't need a physician. It's the sick who need a physician. So why the hell are we running from gang members because they gang members? Ain't that who we call to? Why are we indifferent to our own people? That's why we are going as enemy. They said the government by their enemy. No, it's so indifferent to the suffering and the oppression that they live under that makes them act like animals that is the problem. Why would you be indifferent to another black man's suffering? And you're a black man. Yeah, I'm going to call you out. If I don't care if it's on the line, I call you out. And I hope you call in and please redeem that thought. How could you be indifferent to the suffering of people who look just like you? Why is the Farrakhan is getting all these people and turning them around and they're giving them businesses? By the way, he was a Muslim. Why do you hear about Christians going back into the block and doing what he's doing? No, because what happens when you leave the church, you're going to corporate America. 
Then white folks your calorie, your gifts, while you abandon your own people and leave them to squander in poverty. Greatness is not defined by how much money you have. Greatness is defined by how your ability to impact other people's life for change, for positive change. And so because they're in the hood and they gang bang, we just abandon them and leave them there for the wolves. And then we wonder why they're so indifferent, and we wonder why they have such an attitude in their conversations with us. Because, nigga, they know you don't care. That's why I did not want to do the show, Seth, because I am too wrong. I love y'all for kidneys. I don't mean to offend nobody, but I'm in a very wrong place in my life. And <laughs> Seth used to tell y'all, he used to say, I think, Brother Yeshua, you got a beef with Christianity. Well, him and I both d- d- determined what was the source of that beast. And this is part of my beast, this indifference that we have towards our very own people, the people who the Most High shed his, the Messiah shed his blood to redeem. How many stories do we have in the Bible that we go seek to say the most oppressed, those who are lost? What did Christ say? He said, I must need to go through Samaria. I have to go through Samaria. Those are the oppressed. Those are the rejected. When David came into his own, he, what did he do? He looked for his cut from the physicist. I got to take care of him. Nobody else going to take care of him. Everybody else going to abandon him. That's my people. We get money and think that we think just like our oppressor. We think money is supposed to separate us and isolate us from the people that we are called to help. When God blesses you, he blesses you to be a blessing. The charismatic got it right on that. All these people talking about Israel, they only give their money to Israel because the scripture says if you bless Israel, then God bless you. You got Israel in your face every day. You hate that nigga. <laughs> You're so right, man. You're so right. You're so, so right. Listen, I got a hand that went up. Somebody has a comment or a question. I'll tell you what. Okay. Uh, I want to just take a little break because I gotta do. I gotta reboot my computer. It's just moving really, really slow, and I don't want to mess up on these calls. There may be some calls I can't even see. So, area code eight one seven three five zero five. Well, I want to give you a whole number, but we'll come to you here in a second, folks. I'm gonna take a little break. Ella, sure, stay in that vein because you're absolutely right. That's what we do as saints. We only want comfortable stuff. We only want things we understand. We only want folks that can that are like us. We only want. And it's not true. We gotta oftentimes go talk to people that wanna cuss us out. We oftentimes gotta go talk to people that think we're crazy. And we have to exercise patience and just share the word anyway and just leave it as a seed and maybe it'll grow and we'll come back and see them again, plant, some sow, some plant, some get the increase. But again, folks, we're going to listen to the Five Network. Again, I'm Brother Seth. You've heard from Ella Shure. we got a caller after the break will come to. So hopefully y'all are enjoying this. Talking about Nipsey Hussle tonight. Who was he? Why didn't his work make national news? Why don't we know this young man? So Ella Shure, you okay with a break? Yes, sir. All right, take a little break. We'll be right back. He's firing away, and I appreciate him. It was never like disappeared and brought off into the sunset. It was always this our area, this our community, you know. So we had to add the first original marathon store. They have to be right here on Crenshaw and Slauson. Right. We're here at the marathon. This is Nipsey, by the way. Rapper and entrepreneur Nipsey Hustle. 
He went from hanging out on this block in the same, well, to practically owning it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Let's go inside and find out how he did it. Just the parking lot. This is where we first popped my trunk and was promoting my music as a, as a rap artist. So this corner up, Brody? was just where I became known. It's family. We've been together since day one, so anything that he was involved in, I'm always trying to add value to it. Vice versa, anything I'm involved in, he always want to lend a hand and add value to it. So, you know, my brother, he's always thought two steps ahead and always been real entrepreneurial. One of his goals since he was young was to be a small business owner. A lot of people in this area remember us from across the street hustling. We had tables across the street. We had socks. We had uh, T-shirts. Me and um, my business partner, Fats. He was a business partner in the label, in the clothing line, and everything. The police had arrested us, took all our stuff. Before the police left, they basically told us, I'm like, man, what's up, man? You know, we black, we trying to get it. We selling t-shirts. He's like, look, man. Yeah, you know, he like, he like, man, shut the fuck up. If y'all want to do something, do like the rest of the people and um, lease a building and open up a business. Other than that, we taking y'all shit. The next time, we're going to take you to jail. And talking to Fats, it's like, damn. I look up. And across the street, right where we're at right now, was a sign that said, for lease. Mm -hmm. And so I look, and I'm like, okay, that's the sign from God, you know. Excuse me. That's cool, man. Take your time. So, um, that's a sign from God. That's what, uh, uh, his partner, rest in peace. Uh, Stephen Donaldson, facts. So we, we like, yeah, we got to get that. So I called, we called Nip, and uh, we put a plan together, and we got the shop. So how have you seen this neighborhood change as you grew up? A lot of people gone. A lot of people died and went to jail. That's the biggest change, I would say. A lot of the people I came up with, and that's for my generation, you know, they're walking off their time right now. Nip employs people from the area that he grew up with, that he knows. Don Wazy, what's up, cuz? Really, a lot of them fresh out of prison or uh, felonies, can't get jobs, so. Right, second chances. Yeah, yeah, definitely second chances, and um, just setting the example that he sets, you know, a lot of the youngsters take pride in being able to come here and see their hard work actually make this grow. So we can program whatever content we want to this logo. Okay. So anytime we, we send out a, a directive to say anybody with a marathon clothing product, okay, okay. download the app and we got the new Nip Hustle. I ain't nothing like you fucking rap niggas. And it's exclusive on, on the product for a week before it goes live. Okay. So you just point it at the wall and the content pops oh, up. So this is documentary. That's tight. That's all for this logo right here. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, man, so. oh. What do you guys think are some of your biggest accomplishments? The music. Mm -hmm. This first album finally coming out. It was no smut on my rap last time that I checked. Victory Lap sound like a person talking. It don't sound like rap to me. It don't sound like a rap album. It don't sound like a major label debut. Mm -hmm. It sound like a person talking about his life. My mama could listen to it and be like, that's all true. But everything. I was being sad, I'm a killer. If I'm honest about it, somebody going through it, they might keep going. They might really take inspiration out of what's being said on these records and use it, you know what I mean, at their breaking point. 
kids that grew up to Nip, they seen the transition from nothing into getting this. It's inspirational. Like all the parents, the, the grandparents, they, they respect it because they see it and they're like, you know what? I remember when you guys was out there. I remember Nip. We got all our stuff taken, but that made us see that for lease sign. We was mad at the police at this time, but we seen him one time. And I was like, man, you know what? We got to thank you, man. You gave us the best advice, you know. I'm thinking he's going to be happy. He was pissed off. Like, we yeah. laughing at him, but, you know, it was, it, it was the best thing he could have told us because it's a blessing in disguise. It's important that the kids have something like that to look up to, that they can actually touch and feel. I could easily preach to the choir and just make music about gangbang. You know what I'm saying? Because that's the nature of L.A., bottom line. But to, to make music that speaks to opportunities and speaks to inspiring and speaks to tapping into your own value that's lying inside of you and giving the true story of what I went through. Your name and city, please. 
Uh, this is uh, Brother Malachi Reynolds from Fort Worth, Texas, the Lost Found Israelite Ministry. Um, How you I just doing, Brother Malachi? Welcome to the show tonight. Oh, bless, bless. Um, I didn't even know. I just wanted to make a comment. Uh, I didn't know who the brother was. Uh, I mean, I didn't know. I mean, uh, not just about his good works, but I didn't know who he was musically. Um, I could remember that I knew who Tupac was when he passed away. No, when he was murdered. Um, And I knew who Biggie was when he was murdered in the 90s, but I didn't know who this rapper was when he passed away, so I was caught off guard because I just didn't know who he was musically. I still listen to rap music. I know who Drake is. I know who Lil Wayne is and others, but I just didn't know who he was. Um, but let me ask one thing question. I wanted let to say. Question. Let me, let me let right. interject really quickly. I want you to finish your train of thought, but you keep saying that. You said that about three times. So let me say this. Could it be that he could be doing something, maybe Biggie, or I don't even want to make it a comparison thing, but Again, LSU and I have been talking tonight about how this gentleman has done a lot for his community. And when you do these kinds of things, normally you're not going to be known. You know, there's some rappers that LSU can call out. He introduced me to a guy named Paris one time. And I've never heard of Paris. Well, if you Google or YouTube Paris, who is sponsored by the Nation of Islam, I we weren't sponsored, but they, they really, Farrakhan really was a fan of Paris. If you Google Paris or YouTube Paris, you'll understand why we hadn't heard of Paris. So it don't mean anything that you hadn't heard about him. Uh, or, or how do you feel about what I just said? You agree? Uh, well, it's, it's nothing to disagree with about it. I mean, I know who I knew who Paris, you know, uh, Paris was. Uh, but but it's just like uh, uh, LL Cool J, who's been in the game for you know. Longer than most of the rappers, you know, his, uh, you know, with longevity, you know, like uh, he does a lot of community work in his community. Uh, he does a lot of things with the children uh, every year. Uh, so, um, uh, and and I've seen him been interviewed uh, numerous times for his charitable work that he does every year throughout the year with young people and even going into the prisons. Um, but I, I'm, I'm not, I mean, you know, my condolences to the family of this rapper. Uh, so I don't have anything, you know, negative to say. Uh, I'm just saying that I, I just, I would just caught off guard because I didn't know who he, who he was. But one thing I did want to say was that. Um, well, well, hold uh, on before you go, before you, before you go to another, to another point there, let me just, Interject quickly, brother LSU. You can, I mean, LSU, you can do the same thing if you want, because then we gonna let you talk. You know, uh, we just we just love to hear from your brother. To be very honest, but let me just say this, uh-huh. brother Patrick. LL Cool J doing charitable work, giving money here and there, going here and there. I don't know if you know what this brother did or what he was doing. He was trying to, and I and I, I did do a little research, so I know what I'm talking about here. I just don't know the name of the companies. But he wasn't just trying to give a gift, charity here and there, and, and, and visit the prisons and show his face here, which is very good work by LL Cool J. Anybody do that, because they don't have to care, period. 
So I'm not putting down LL or anybody else that go visit those prisons or visit the sick or visit the homeless. Or, but when you start taking your money, your money, your and putting it back in your community, trying to hire your own, not just going to see kids, trying to empower. This young man was on something strong. Tell us, sure, can you hit that a little bit? Because I know you know more about him than I do. Well, <laughs> um, I think what I think what Brother Malachi is saying. How you doing, Brother Malachi? <clears throat> oh, bless, bless, bless. Good to hear from you. All right. Yeah, likewise. I think what he's saying is that, like me, I mostly listen to old school rap. That's more, um, because that's what I'm familiar with. That's what I grew up with. Um, I think that the reason why he don't know Nipsey Hussle is because Nipsey Hussle was, one, he was an underground rapper. Uh, underground okay, explain rapper, that, now, explain that, because people don't know. Explain that. Uh, underground, explain rapper that. Is a, uh, underground rapper is a rapper who is not signed to a major record label. So, therefore, they don't have the type of services that a record label avails you, like marketing, publicists, PR work. They have to do that all that on, them own, on their own. So, to me, an underground artist that makes it big enough that when he makes his first album, he gets Grammy nominated for me. To me, he's put in a lot, of, he's put in a lot more work than many artists who just go directly to a record label. Because that means that he had to grind himself and make it do what it do, or it wouldn't have happened. So that means he's out there on the street. He's probably selling records out of his trunk. Then he's selling records out of local bookstores, local smoke shops. He's making it do because he's out there with the people, and he's selling his records, selling his music. And that's how they actually develop a rapport with the community because they're pushing it underground. And some of the biggest artists now who are making it mainstream they basically were sometimes 10 years underground, and that's why come when they make mainstream, their albums go platinum because they're already very, very well known by this generation of people who are part of what you would say the hip-hop generation. Now, as we said about uh, uh, LL Cool J, I would say the only distinction between LL Cool J and, the, and a person like uh, uh, Manifest Hustle is that how they came up. Let's be, let's be real about it. Uh, L.A. Cool J was educated in a Catholic school. He came with a middle-class education. Mr. Huffle came from the gutter, from the street. We're not comparing them and what, they com- and what they bring to the table because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where you come from. It's matter what you do with what you got and who you do it for. That's at the end of the day. That's what's significant. So I'm not going to no way uh, basically – Take a person who may have a college educated, who may be an entrepreneur. I wouldn't turn down um, uh, 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 an educated, a small person's money because of the fact that he didn't come from hard struggle. And what he does is he's giving back to his, to the community and and he's contributing to the welfare of people. Well, then I see his contribution just as significant as Nipsey Hustle. The reason why this is so significant with Nipsey Hustle is because Nipsey Hustle chose to go back and give to a people that even people like L.L. Cool J abandoned. Now, they would go there in that neighborhood and do things. You have to understand, Mr. Hustle was different because he set, set, he set up shop right in the middle of the neighborhood. Mr. Hustle did the very thing that we always talk about. Why do we have all these doing Asian convenience stores in our neighborhood? Why come no black people with money will buy these stores and maybe we get treated a little better? Well, that's what Mr. Hustle literally did. 
He set up shop right in the hood, and that's what makes what he did so extraordinary and why them people love him. And that's why when they come out with this gang activity, this gang-related, gang warfare-related uh, scenario, it doesn't fit because guess what? The man was so loved that Bloods and Chris both loved him. And that when that, when that dude did what he did and he was not apprehended immediately and they realized who it was, that's the reason the dude gave him up so quick because of blood and Chris was looking for him. And he knew that if they found him, he wasn't going to stand no trial. And so he gave himself up because they were hunting him down. They, I, I know I've been looking at it on Facebook. I've been seeing it on YouTube. And I've been looking at certain things. And they've been putting messages saying, dude, you can't hide nowhere. He said, we're going to get you. And so what happened is because the hood did just what the hood was ready to do, what Nipsey said. Because Nipsey, he didn't fear for his life, but he understood that death might have been immediate because of what he's doing. Because there's one variable we're leaving out of this, and I hope we get to this, and that's the Dr. C.B. element of this whole scenario. Yeah, I mentioned him, and, I mentioned him earlier, but, but let's yeah, do this. So, but, 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 I don't want to. Don't, 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 okay. don't, don't forget your train of thought, brother. Uh, go ahead. Okay, yeah. So that so that was different. So now, but anyway, I'm just I'm glad you just said don't keep saying sorry, brother Malachi. Because I'm sorry because I do really want to hear the question that you have to ask. Well, it's not a question. It's really a good comment. Good feedback. Good feedback, but, though. But 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 I want to say that that you know I I uh, I don't think we can say LL Cool J and Ice Cube abandoned the hood because LL Cool J actually does. Work right on with the children, one on one. No, I didn't say that. Uh, I didn't and, say you abandoned the hood. Uh, Hold on, I didn't say you abandoned the hood. No, 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 no. You didn't say that, but uh, brother Elishua did. Okay, he goes back to his home, his hometown, uh, in Harlem, uh, every year, and he works personally with the young people every year because they they actually put it on TV. And they talk about his, his uh, community work right where he was raised. He lives in California, but he goes right back to the hood where he was raised, living in his grandma's ba- basement. Uh, but, but, and him and Ice Cube, they about to make big move by buying a, possibly buying this sports channel. Uh, uh, so they're just making big moves for black people on a corporate level as well. But, 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 but as I'm about to end, I want to say this, uh, uh, Brother Seth, is that, uh, that the thing... I think that we we have to do is 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 start uh, 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 glorifying our truth witnesses while they live, and not when they die. Glorifying, you know, say it again. That was good. Say that was good. Say it was good. Say it again. We need to start glorifying, and I'm not saying I'm not saying it in the sense of replacing. You know the Most High, but I'm saying we need to start uh, 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 recognizing uh, our uh, people who represent the truth, like this young man I've heard was uh, about to do in his work in the community and with Dr. Seabe. We need to start glory. I mean, uh, uh, recognizing them while they are living and not just when they die. Let me ask you this: uh, How can how can we? How can, hold on a second. That's, that's, that's very good. That's profound. Just a little quick interjection. Actually, I wanted again. to ask that question for you because it goes to right hold on, 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 hold on. There are many. There are many unsung. sure you you can come behind me. Okay. How do we recommend? How do we acknowledge? Well, we got to hear about them. And if the media says, "I don't want you to know," 
how are you going to hear about them unless some kind of way they put it out themselves on Facebook? I don't know, but I'm saying if you got a the media black black I don't know what the word I'm looking for blackout. They they, they want to keep your success a secret. We probably won't hear about them unless those people that are being blessed by this young man's gifts and investments, unless they go to take it to social media, we won't hear about them. Go ahead, LSU. Well, uh, Brother Malachi, as you know, <laughs> one of my pet peeves is to be mischaracterized as these misdemeanors. I did not say LL Cruze abandoned the hood. I didn't even infer that. As a matter of fact, I said his contribution and anybody else regardless of whether their status is just as significant as Nipsey Hussle's contribution. But I will say that there is a distinction between what LL Cool J says. There is a distinction between what Ice Cube do. Ice Cube and them are making big moves. And that's the problem. We're always impressed by big moves with big things. But I've learned over the years that it's a little small. But it's not about comparison. Huh? It's not about comparing. They all. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think it's about comparing. And, I, and that was what I was trying to clarify immediately when Seth asked me to comment. But you said I said he abandoned the community, and I didn't say that, brother. And let, let me say this here, though. There is a, let me say this here. There is a comparative distinction that needs to be made with what they do and what Nipsey Hussle does, and this is this. Brother Seth, if you give a man a fish, how long is he going to eat? Four days. If I teach him how to fish, how long will he eat? For a lifetime. And the distinction between a lot of the terrible giving that is happening with these people like LL Cool J, yeah, he may come and spend there a month. What you're not getting, what I'm trying to tell you, what happened with Nipsey Hussle, Brother Malachi, is that this man is not there a month. He set up shop there. And all the people that he employed in his business were from that community. That is a distinct difference. Because now what you're doing is you're not, let me finish my point, is that you're not only giving back to the community, you're not only assisting the community, you're doing now is what makes you a danger because now you're empowering the community. Because they're not going to depend on you, they're not going to depend on the white man, they're going to do what everybody tells them to do, get about their butt and do what they need to do to make it do. And that's the difference with what Missy Hustle was doing, is that he wasn't giving out charity. He was empowering people. He was the same thing you said that that, that uh, LL Cool J does three, years, three months out of a year. Missy Hustle does it 13 months out of a year. And I never, and anybody who's hard with it, understand what I mean when I, when I put that extra month on it. So You're doing comparison. I didn't compare him. I didn't compare him. Neither did I criticize. I didn't, and I didn't do no comparison. I just simply said that when it, when, when the news hit the fan, every all the social media, I'm like, I don't even know who he is. Uh, yeah, but, but I but, hear but, that but, his. But when you came on, I didn't. When you came on, brother, you said I know who this person is. I know who this person is, but I don't know who this person. Is. That is comparing. Go ahead. No, that's not comparing. I'm talking about in reference to the good work. I'm saying that our people need help on different levels. Our people need help yeah. on different levels. You understand? So, uh, so, uh, but, but, but as I'm about to conclude, because I don't want to hold the time, uh, 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 I applaud every person that's doing something in the 
uh, uh, to uplift our people. You understand? No matter, no matter if, if it's on a hood level, the corporate level, I applaud all my brothers and sisters because we need help on every level. That's all I'm saying. Uh, but, but, but you know, uh, uh, no, you know, I, 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 that, that's pretty much what I wanted to comment on. That's, you know, I, I love all my people. And, and we all well, need to help each other on different levels. Nipsey. What do you think of him? Oh, I think he was a a a, a a a a good brother, a good brother. I mean, I mean, you know, I but 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 what I but but you know, uh, it's just that uh, the area where he was in, uh, he made an impact, and I think that we can draw inspiration from him. Uh, to make an impact on the area where we are at, just like I try to make an impact in the area where I'm at in Fort Worth, Texas, you know. But there are a lot of unsung brothers and sisters. There are a lot of unsung brothers and sisters that are making an impact in their area that don't have a celebrity status. Well, it's very, you know. Go ahead, go ahead. My bad. No, that's it. That's it. That's it. I conclude. Well, let me let me just say this for you, Ron. Check the brother out. Go do the research. I played a clip earlier. You came on the show a little later on. I opened up with a clip talking about his work. I have. I played a clip, I think, I, I played a clip when he was on. But listen, the guy is no joke. I'm very serious. He is just yeah. needing a little bit more time. See, the kind of stuff he was doing, five years, he could have employed, I don't know, how many hundreds of people. Then another ten years? He was talking about long-term wealth. I, I have not seen so many stop. blueprints like the it kind of things he was saying. Go ahead. The people, I believe the Most High has some people around the brother that's going to continue that legacy. It won't stop. I agree, Brother Malachi. I agree. I agree. As a matter of fact, I have a post on my page, and it says that it's got a picture of Nipsey Hussle at the top, and it's got a picture of Dr. C.D. at the bottom. And it's, and Nipsey Hussle, the, the caption is, is that Elder, I tried. And then the caption from Dr. C.D. is, child, what you talking about? You don't woke the streets up. And that's just what this is happening. Because, see, every time they hit us or every time the enemy does something for our harm, I'm noticing lately, it's also turning to our good because it's waking people up. It's, becoming, it's making people are becoming aware that we are in a fight. We're in a war. This is nothing new. We've been there, done that before. We have to understand that it was an informant that infiltrated the Black Panther movement and caused that movement to be disbanded. And they portrayed the Black Panther movement as some military terroristic organization when there's right now people on this phone who are listening, who mothers, who have been recipients of what they call WIC. And that is, uh, I forget what it is, to, to, to people to mothers and children. They started that program, which was adopted by the United States government. But at the time, the government claimed them as a criminal organization. The same way it's trying to depict the efforts of these young black men who are trying to take control of their own destinies and take the communities back into the hands of themselves. That's their community. They grew up in their community. And they're trying to take it back and, and, and make it productive and empower the people, and just like they did with Greenwood, just like they did with Rosewood, just like they did with all other uh, incidents of Black Wall Street, they'll do anything to stop that effort. And even though they might have not pulled the trigger in this situation, it's the way they're having an aftermath that are trying to deter people and try to dissuade people and, 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 and contributing and giving back to the hood. In other words, saying it's too dangerous. 
Well, guess what? My son is, a, is an example. You can get in the car and go driving and never come back. Life itself is dangerous. We need to man up, and that is simply it. But I agree with Brother Malachi because I'm drawing inspiration from this young man. I'm looking at what he did, and literally, it's just like when it first happened, I said, literally, why is it always the one who are trying to do good? Why is it always the one who are trying to make a change? There was another man that was murdered at the latter part of last year called Temple Excession, and this man came from a life of just, I mean, just not, it's not just poverty that these people are experiencing, and that's what people don't understand. They think it's just poverty. It's a lack of money. But that's not the issue. It is all the other things that come with living in poverty. Why is crime pervaded in poverty? Because you have people who are living in a condition of desperation. Why is drug use high among people who are in poverty? Because they're living in a place of desperation, and they're trying to medicate their pain. Only difference between you and your suburban people, you go to your doctor, and he gives you a prescription for oxytocin. The dude on the corner goes to the weed man and buy him a dollar bag of weed. We have got to stop thinking in these these corners, in these boxes. We have to open, expand our view, expand our borders. This is our world, and ain't nobody else going to heal it. We have to do what we have to do. And that's why I come out applaud, Brother Malachi. I put a post on my page today specifically dedicated to his efforts in going, not just sitting, but going. Because he said, go ye into all the world and make disciples of them. And that's why I come out love what Nipsey was doing, because he was literally, based upon the knowledge that he understood, making disciples, empowering people. And then providing an environment that other people could come and bring their vision <laughs> and their and their goals. And he was having professionals who were going to come in and he was already doing it, who come in and assist in these people, being mentors to these people. I'm telling you, the Lord is about to wake up. This is the year, 2019, 400 years. As I said, this is going to be the most difficult year for some of us. This goes on the front line. I'm experiencing, I'm in the thick of it. But I'm going to tell you something. We're going to be in the midst of Jacob's trouble. It's going to be painful. It's going to be bloody. But I'm telling y'all people that we are in that time. All the times y'all be talking about in the churches, ooh, a great move of God is about to come. Ooh, God is about to do something. Ooh, a new fresh, a uh, uh, fresh anointing. All of the anointing is this. God is giving you an anointing to lay hands on one another and the heal going around healing the heal. The choir singing to the choir. He gave it to you for a sick and dying world. And the most people that are... Well, let me, let me, let me say this, Brother Ellis, because I know Brother said he okay. had to go, or I don't know if he I'm had sorry, to go. He, was, he, he was just trying to finalize his comment. Did you have any other questions okay. coming, Ellis? Hold that thought, because I want you to keep going, because you're saying some good things here. Brother Patrick, any oh, other, no, any other, Brother Malachi, any other thing on your heart, Brother? Oh, 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 oh no, 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 no. No more. Uh, okay. No more comments. Just my condolences to to the family, and uh, I, I do believe that his legacy will continue uh, with yeah. the good men and brothers that he was hiring. So, uh, shalom, peace, brothers. Yes, peace to you, brother. Shalom, my friend. And, 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 and LSU, again, I want you to finish exactly where you was at. But let me just say this to what you, you were saying, what Brother Patrick was saying. This is my response to y'all real quick, and then I want you to keep going. Um, listen, listen, brother. Um, 
Well, I gotta say this, but thank I thank every single one of y'all for tuning into this show again. With this is the Possible Soul Network, we've been talking about Nipsey Hussle. Who is he? Why didn't his work make national news? All the things the brother did. I said to see many of you earlier. I said tonight, fam, we continue to talk about survival skills of black men in America as we look at the life and death of Nipsey Hussle. Nipsey was a center. Uh, excuse me. Nipsey was a serious community activist, a rapper, and a millionaire businessman that was literally lifting his community economically in a unique way. He sought to create a solid, long-term wealth for his people. The young man was serious, and we just paying, we just giving credit where credit is due, like like Brother Patrick, like Brother uh, Malachi was saying. Don't wait till they die. Give give them flowers now. We're just trying to. Of course, he's dead, but we're just trying to still do a show on behalf of what he had done. We didn't know what he had done because, again, the media, I think, black out uh, these types of works. This young man was serious for his age and what he was doing. He was serious, and we are not stupid. We are paying homage to that. And uh, why he don't do it the way LSU would do it or do it the way Brother Patrick would do it or do it the way Brother Purcell Porsche, who, uh, who has just joined us, uh, he'd do it. Um, they may not, he may not do it that way. He may not be saying Yeshua or Jesus or Hebrew this or Hebrew that. But the fact that he's helping our people economically is a part of salvation. It is not the most important part of salvation. There's a lot of things more important than money with regards to salvation. But in this natural realm, it does fix a whole lot of things for our people, wipes a whole lot of tears. People can go to, you know, with wealth, you can go to school and, and you can do some things. If your community comes up, well, speaking of wealth, if your community comes up like he was talking about, you can do some things. It still ain't going to bring you eternal life. It still ain't going to give you hope, uh, that internal hope. It still ain't going to give you the joy, the peace. That stuff is that uh, spiritual, spiritual food, spiritual but the money still can fix some things, and that brother, I have to give him points. And anybody, anybody else that helped our people in any way, we counted equally successful. Not more, not less. Equally, he helped financially. Somebody else will be helping health-wise. Somebody else will be helping spiritually. Spiritually is top. It's more important that you have that relationship with the Father. So. Again, that's what we're talking about tonight. Brother LSU, I want you to finish, but I'm going to go ahead and bring on Brother Purcell. Purcell, he had some things to do, but he's on the line tonight. And uh, I don't know if he has anything to say. Uh, I guess I'll let him say hi. Then, LSU, you can finish what you were saying with regards to Nipsey. And uh, we'll see if uh, Brother Purcell Purcell has anything. Purcell, your line is open, Air Code 504 952. Uh, any anything you glean from what you've heard so far? Thank you. I know you had a little something to do today, but it's good you joined us, brother. Go ahead, anything? Uh, yeah, I appreciate you. I appreciate you uh, acknowledging me. I appreciate uh, it was kind of rough for me today. I uh, had an accident at work, man, and I took some medicine and it kind of knocked me out. So, yeah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, you know, at 10 o'clock, I have to do this, I'm sorry, you, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, folks, yeah. listen, uh, it's 10 o'clock, and y'all know what happens at 10 o'clock, those of you that's listening to this show, and you clicked on the link, you didn't call the phone number to listen to us tonight, you clicked on the link, you must now call the show, or you're going to be disconnected in like 30 seconds, again, if you clicked on the link, and you're listening because you clicked on the link, you got to call the show at this point, we only contacted at 10 o'clock, the phone number is... 
914-205-5590. Well, Purcell, again, welcome to the show, brother. Uh, and, 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 and y'all, this brother been on the last two or three shows, so I'm going to let him do a little bio for time's sake. But, Purcell, what do you think? We've been talking about this rapper, slash, a.k.a. businessman, a.k.a. community activist, young man that really was trying to do a lot, uh, gunned down. We think it's uh, some uh, some uh, something to that. We don't think it's gang related. Everybody, as as a lot of people think, you know, uh, every time a young man do these kinds of things, this ain't just charitable giving, uh, like we was talking about earlier. This ain't just stopping by the hospital to see the burn victims. This is a serious print this young man had. Every time this happens, something not every time, not every time, but a lot of times when this happened, oftentimes when this happened, somebody dies. Or somebody name is they can't if they don't kill someone they do a Bill Cosby on them or they do a uh, what they do to um, what's your boy named the thing uh, Ella Shore Michael Jackson Michael Jackson too but the one that they go taking to the courts right now with talking about his uh, affairs with young girls Oh R Kelly R Kelly now I don't agree necessarily with everything R Kelly did or Cosby. But I know that the way they handle them is definitely they're trying to make a point. But uh, go ahead, Purcell. Anything you glean from what LSU have said, then we'll go back to him and let him finish up, and then we'll come back to you. Uh, anything? Well, I just think it's, I think it's important. I, don't, I didn't know, to be just flat foot honest, I had no idea who this young man was uh, until the tragedy, to be honest. Um but I, I'm hearing uh, great things about this young man as far as him uh, looking out for the community and, and, and such uh, and his business uh, his business efforts. Um, and I applaud that also, man. I just think it's, I think it's so important to, uh, to look out for one another because that's one of the things that, um, has plagued us, if you will, is the fact that we just do not, do not take care of one another, you know. And I can just look at right. my own circle, right. you know. It don't have to be on a on a grand scale, uh, you know, because I know it's a lot that I don't know because I always say all I know is all I know. But That's all right. I know is not all there is to know. So, um, but I, I do think it's important, uh, and I do applaud the young man from the very shallow understanding that I do have of him. Uh, I appreciate what he was trying to do, you know. Um, I don't necessarily, uh, I wouldn't necessarily know, per se, what he's doing, you know, because I, I don't, I don't, I don't flow in that, at that arena anymore, you know. So um, I did listen to one song on yesterday uh, just because of everything that I was hearing about him. And I said, well, let me listen to this, brother, and see what his music is about. Um, because I, I was looking at an interview, and the young lady was saying, oh, man, he was just he was just 100, and I loved his music. And um, I'm going to miss him. And then, I mean, she was borderline crying, you know. And it was some people that was really distraught behind this this tragedy, you know. And I'm thinking, wow, I don't even know who this guy is, you know. And 
um, he had this this huge of an impact on the community. And I'm thinking, man, let me go and see, you know, what this guy was all about, you know. And um, quite honestly, guys, I listened to one of his songs, and um, I just couldn't I, I couldn't finish the song. I just cut it off because it sounded so much like um, what we normally hear about us bashing each other. And what was so, what was most important was I got a Bentley and I got a Benz and um, all of this stuff. And again, I don't know the young man. All I did was partially listen to one song and um, I I, I couldn't finish it. So um, that doesn't say... That doesn't take away from the impact of this young man at all, because again, I have no idea who he is or who he was. So, but I do like what I'm hearing about what he was doing. Um, I think that's Priscilla. Let me interject here. That's kind of my sentiment. I mean, I feel the exact same way. I listened and uh, I heard one song. I thought that was pretty pretty cool about just making it, get money, get money, get money. But yeah, I feel you. Negatives, I heard a lot of stuff, and you know, we, I know that word is term of endearment, just because I feel a certain way about it. I know the message she's getting, I can be positive, even in saying nigger, I, I, I just don't like the word, but I do know that you can use that word and it mean I love you. I, it surely does, but it's just, it's just, I can't let my proclivities get in the way, okay? So, what I'm trying to say is this. There's a lot of people do things to get money kinds of ways. Like, I'm not a fan of Jay-Z. I really am not. I'm so upset with the people that's got our people, even though they're not making them do it, tempting them to do it. Our people is in trouble, man. We have a materialistic, egotistical, narcissist society uh, of young people. But all you got to do is look at us when we was coming up, Priscilla. Look at us when we was coming up. We wasn't too much. We were similar. For the time, LSU was sharing something with me that they maybe had shared, and he said that, I think he said that Noah was good in his time, for his time, meaning for that time Noah was good. This, You know, and for our time, it may mean a lot of good men would say the word nigger here and there. It's just, just a different time, okay? So all I want to say is that what we're trying to do tonight, and I think you know this, is we're just trying to look at what he did for the community. He didn't have to think about his own. If he was a true nigger, like they say, like they want to paint, even like he might act like to some of us, we may say, well, why he got to have all that on his neck? Why he got to have all those uh, tattoos? Why the girls got to be dancing? Okay, he acts in a certain way that we don't like. It's almost animalistic to us in some degree. I'm being honest with myself. Unless you'll probably disagree. I don't know. We'll see. No, 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 Seth, I don't disagree. Seth, I, Seth, I just want to interject for y'all get off on a different tune. I actually agree with you, but it's, 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 there's an element to this that y'all are not aware of. Right now, I'm looking at my computer screen, and I have a song by Nikki Hustle. It's called Featuring Steve Jobs, and the name of the song is called Who Detached Us. This song was recorded in 2011. Now, remember what I said is that the man that did seven albums, and I think it was his eighth album or his seventh album, seventh album that he actually signed a contract with a record label. And so what Purcell heard today, and by nine times out of ten, what you heard today came off with an album from the record label. Why? Because that's what they insist you do. That's the point I'm trying to make, and I've been trying to say this. That's what they insist that you do. But when you go underground, 
then you can do positive music. And I'm going to tell you something about Nipsey Hussle and his music is that the bottom line is that people love Nipsey Hussle more than they love his music. I like that. I like. I did like one thing he said though. He said in the song when I was listening, he said, "I own all of the rights to my music," and I know that's uh, that's something that's not uh, common amongst these artists. You know, he was basically saying, uh, "I control my own destiny." You know, which you know now that piece, I like that, but he was. But when it was when he go back into, I ain't like the rest of you niggas, you know. And I'm like, wow, you know, it's it's like it's that pompous, uh, I'm better than you, because I'm doing it this way. And I mean, I don't, I just don't know. I just couldn't, I couldn't, well, I, couldn't well, get, let, I can't get with that. Let, let me say something. And actually, I'm gonna borrow these words from Ella Shaw. He's gonna be shocked. I'm using his words, but. There was a guy that was exposing hip-hop, and I was all for it. His name is Brother Craig, Pastor Craig. He's here locally in Fort Worth, and he is known for talking about Ja Rule, Jay-Z, the whole rap culture. He says a lot of good things. He does. But that was just said to me one day, and I said, now that, that is something I didn't think of. That was said to me, I don't like that guy. I said, won't you like him? He's just exposing the rap. He said, yeah, but he's going into the world with white girls and a Bible. That's the world. That's the world, man. What you expecting to be? You expect to go to a concert and hear Nipsey Russell say, Jesus is Lord, or Yeshua is Lord? <laughs> he's unsaved. He's unregenerate. He don't know. And then Pastor Craig said something else. He says, Ja Rule, this is Pastor Craig here locally. He's a good man. I'm not going to badmouth him. I'm just, this one thing I disagree with his brother on. Again, this is something that sure brought to my attention. I was, he was saying, Ja Rule going around, this is Pastor Craig talking now. Ja Rule going around calling himself God. Do y'all know who Ja is? Ja is God. And when he say Ja Rule, he said, I rule. He's taking the throne of God. And you can hear the saints going, ooh. You can literally hear members saying, oh, my God, because Ja Rule is trying to be God. <laughs> ja, ja Rule is just saying Ja Rule. Exactly. You see how we did that? That guy exactly took that. That's in, what he was saying. Ja Rule is just saying Ja, the most high rules, and I'm going to put it on my back in a tattoo. But this pastor was saying he's trying to say he God. This is what I mean by we have to be careful with Nipsey Russell. I mean Nip- Nipsey uh, Hussle. I do not like what he say either, uh, Purcell. I ain't gonna never get to where I enjoyed listening to some of the things I heard. Never, probably. But I have to understand that his heart, like Ella Shua say, people love him more than his music. Why is that? That man has done something to get the love that you and I probably can't get from them if we did the same thing he did. So all I'm trying to say is that love I applaud. His heart I applaud. His work I applaud. His sacrifice I applaud. Taking his money, putting it back in his community, oh, my goodness. Hand clap, hand clap, hand clap. I definitely appreciate what the brother has done. I really do. So 
Uh, Brother Patrick, if you can't press one, your hand looks like it's up, and I don't think it is. Press one now, and your hand will go down. And then, uh, okay, now if you have a question, press it again. I'll know you have a question. Okay, Brother Patrick, hand is down. Good. So, uh, uh, Brother uh, Purcell, uh, Purcell, when you're done with what you were saying, Oh uh, yeah, I'm 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 finished for the most part. Yeah, I just think uh, brothers and sisters again. We're talking about Nipsey Hussle, Nipsey Hussle tonight. If I can talk, who is he? Why didn't his work make national news? Why did we know this guy? Purcell comes on say he didn't know it. I didn't know him. Uh, brother uh, Malachi came on say he didn't know him. Why come we didn't know him? He was doing big things, and it's a lot of young men doing big things just like that. Why come we don't know about him? So, again, there is a higher learning, those young people that listen tonight as well as older people. There is a higher learning that you don't, you don't, I don't want to just make this show only about a certain part, only one side of Nipsey. There was another side of Nipsey, you know, and that was his past. And I've said this, and I want to know what LSU have to say as well as Purcell about this. When you sleep with dogs, there's always saying, say, you will get fleas. And the man was turning that corner, getting out of from what we understand. I could be wrong. We could be still a gang member. I don't know. But I know he was with the Rolling 70s or whatever that gang group is. Yes, he said out of his own. Go ahead, talk to me. Dogs also protect you. Dogs are also dogs are also what they consider man's best friend. Right, but okay, but let me finish my point. Let me finish my point. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, I wasn't finished with my point. So just just let me give my point. I didn't download it. I'll let you go first. So what I'm saying is when you when you when you're in gangs and you do the kind of things. I don't know what kind of gang he was in. What if he was in one of those gangs? I know people say there can't be a good gang. Yes, there can be a good gang. You don't have to know why those gangs were originally formed. All gangs are made the same. All gangs are not created equal. There are some men that say, let's get together. We're going to protect our family. We're going to take our children. Today, there's gangs like that, folks. We're just so passive as a people. We get scared when we see people with guns and stuff. The police is a gang. I mean, for real, in all in, in essence of the word, the police is a gang. The U.S. military, I'm not playing with y'all. In, in the essence of the, the definition of the word, they are a gang. There's gangs all around us. So when we want to get gang, when we want to have a gang, or when we want to have a group of men, let's not call it a gang. If I say I want 500 black men to meet me tomorrow down at the, you know, Park and we're going to talk about getting guns and protecting our own. They're going to call us a gang. So I don't know what kind of gang he was. I don't know. All right, so I have to be careful. I don't know. You heard me say I don't know. But I do know one thing. Actually, I don't know that either. <laughs> I don't know. I know that the guy that shot him was supposedly in the same gang he was in. Am I right, LSU, on that part? Yes, you are. So well, I don't no, know no, 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 hold on, Seth, Seth, here's the thing, Missy Hustle is not in a gang, we need to quit defining people by their past, because the person on the other line is an ex-felon, two times convicted, I used to be a thief and a robber, you're not going to define me by my past, because I won't let you. Okay, hold on, he said in his own mountain interviews in the gang. 
No, he was in the game. Yeah, he was in the game. When people say that, you got to you got to understand when they say, "Is the world say I am in the game?" Uh, past tense, I was in the game. Missy Hustle was used to be gang affiliated. He is no longer gang affiliated. But the one thing about a gang is like a family. And that means that even though you may not longer be affiliated and the brothers understand you got to do another thing, that's why I come here that relationship with both Chris and Blood. And I know what I'm talking about because the thing is that the very corner that this, that this shooting took place on, my uncle used to own a liquor store there on that corner. So I know that area, as in Crenshaw, in Inglewood, California. So I'm very much aware of the area. And all I'm saying, I don't think you did that intentionally, Seth, because maybe you interpreted what he said. I was gang, I was, I was in gang, I was in a gang. And see, I'm saying now I'm in a gang. Now, Nipsey Hussle was no longer gang affiliated. You have to understand that you're not going to be able to, to carry on a criminal an enterprise like that and not have it perceived as a criminal enterprise if you are gang affiliated. It would have been shut down a long time ago. He's no longer gang affiliated. As a, let me, as a matter of fact, let's put it in the car. Now, one last point that you got to hear this. This is very important. Tomorrow morning, Missy Hustle was supposed to be meeting with the chief of police of Los Angeles Police Department and members of the police department in order to define ways and how they can have police community relationships in an effort to cut down on crime in an area where 25 shootings a week take place. Does that sound like a gang member? Well, listen. Well, I'm like the I don't know. I just know what I thought. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on a second. You got to. I hear you. I hear you. And you do know more than we know about the brother. Let's just go. No, I'm just I'm not attacking. I don't want you to think that's what I'm doing. And if I came across like that, I apologize. That's not what I'm doing. I don't know. I think I said that about five times. I don't know, but I do know this. This is something I know that's a universal truth. If the kind of game he was in, he did dirt. Because you got probably game members that are probably real-life game members that are probably going to be listening to the show, maybe. Because I sent this to certain key places, and yes, maybe. I don't know. I sent this to a blog that have... 45,000, it's called Hip Hop Generation, so trust me, they probably, some people probably listen to this. I'm saying this to young people that's thinking about getting in a gang. If the gang is about good news and good things, I'm not going to tell you not to get in it. I, know, I just lost a lot of Christians when I said that. If it's young men and they're talking about getting arms or being armed to protect the community, the father loves that. I love what the father loves. If they're talking about doing something to white people just because they white or doing something to people innocently or old people, but if anybody just trying to do what whites are doing, arm themselves, why is that a sin? Why do people get all worked up over that? We should be more armed. We're so passive as a people. So I'm I'm for that. But if there's some type of foolishness where people are driving by and stupid stuff, and then you try to come out of it and do good and help your people, guess what? That's what I meant by a dog laying with fleas, the fleas story. You're going to look up and you have sown bad seed, and that stuff's going to come back to haunt you. I don't know if that's what happened with him on the other day. I tend to think what you believe, and that is that he, somebody put that guy up to shoot him and kill him because of his good works. That's what I think. But still, folks, we can't afford to – we may
may hear the opposite. We may hear it was an old game, remember that never liked this nigga, no way, so type of thing. So I'm just saying that I have to put that out to LSU because there's a real problem with gangs in this country. It is nothing to play with. If again, if it's if it's a good a good brotherhood, I'm down with it. I'm, I'm I have the Holy Ghost. I'm down with it. Yes, do it, do it, do it, do it legally. Get your uh, uh, your your license. Get your training. Take care of our women and children and yourself. Absolutely, and that's thus saith the Lord. But if you're out here doing some stupid stuff, you're gonna face the fierce the anger of, of the Most High. Go ahead, uh, Percy. You trying to jump in? Then No, Ellis. Hold on, Percy. You jump in because you haven't said nothing in a while. And then Ellis, you can finish because I know you're on the roll. You you're pretty much running with this because we don't know this gentleman. Well. I just, I don't think that he's the only one who is doing the type of thing. You've been muscle Hold on, uh, there you go with that muscle wine again. Do whatever you did to fix it the last time. Here I go with what? You're lying, you're lying. You got you to gotta talk a certain way on these blogs, man. You, you sound like you're in a room or something. Gary just said that, and I agree. I'm in a room. I'm in a room all by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know what you did, but just talk close to the phone. Just don't put no. Okay, go ahead. No, listen. I think I don't think that he was the only one. I I watched a lot of shows, a lot of documentaries about uh, ex gang members who actually um, went back into the community and uh, try to clean the community up, try to get a try to bring a whole nother perspective to the community. Um, so I don't think he was the only one doing that. Um, again, I don't even feel like, I don't even feel uh, qualified to comment in this area because I, I when you. I tell you I'm totally oblivious to, to this brother, to what he was doing, um, I'm totally oblivious to this brother. Um, but hearing bits and pieces of his story, there are several that have gone before him with the same story. There are several, I think, right now who are um, trying to make contact with the chief of police, um, especially in those areas, those high-crime areas like that. Um I just think it's a I just think it's a sad, sad testimony, man, for I don't even understand I don't even know how to express kind of how I feel about this topic and how I feel about uh what the young man was doing. Um, well, let me ask you this. Well, let me ask you this. Let me ask you because I feel the loss of words there. But Ellis Shore, I want him to chime back in because he do know. He do know the guy. He do know his works. And so I, it's just fair that he talked the most. So I'm coming back to you, Osho. But let me just say this to you, Purcell. One thing you do know, you do know that I do know such that thing as, say that again. I do know that not by works alone. And I hear, a lot of what I hear is, is works. And here's, here's, Here's what I hear a lot of concerning this situation. I hear a lot of catering 
to the flesh. Okay? Um, what I mean by that is, is the outward, the works, like the Catholics do. The Catholics are driven by their works, but they have no um, spiritual connection. Um, it's not, okay. Now, let like I said, I know who. Let me let me say this about that. Let me say this about that because I think you missed the first part of the show, and it's it's only fair to you that I do what I'm about to do. I said earlier that this is not how you would do it. This is not how LSU would do it if he had the same amount of money. Right, I heard that. We'll probably be trying to educate our people as to who they are. We would probably be doing things a little bit different. We'll still be trying to do the businesses, but it's nothing wrong. With acknowledging a humongous center they just built for blacks downtown Fort Worth or somewhere, and we talk having a show, and we're just going to talk about how we just got this multi-million dollar edifice. Nobody's going to say, well, do you know Jesus? If we just got a football team for the first time, an NFL team that's equivalent to the size of the NFL that's all black, nobody's going to say, yeah, but do the owners know Jesus? You see where I'm going with this? So every time we talk about somebody, not every time, but a lot of times when we talk about somebody doing something, that thought comes up, well, but what are they doing for Jesus? So I just want to do a show tonight. You missed this earlier in your defense. I just want to do a show tonight to talk about a young man that was unselfish in this narcissist society of young people. Unselfish. And I'm with Eagle you. I love that. I yeah, love that. I, I love all that. I was trying to do is do a show to highlight the things he was doing. Now, brother Seth, brother Seth, go ahead, brother. I'll show you quickly. One distinct difference between Nipsey Hussle's efforts and the Catholic Church, and it's a major distinction. It's big time. It's a difference between, um, I would say, a person who is an Israelite who is not born again, but teach the law. The distance between oh, the Catholic Church, out of curiosity. Because, the, the, I'm just forget because he said that, the, the, the Brother Purcell said something, he compared the work scenario with, within the, the context of the Catholic Church. And the distinction is this, the Catholic Church does work to get saved, to be saved. Nancy Hustle does his work the same reason a believer should do it. He does it because he loves, he loves his God and he loves his people. That's a, a major difference. I'm doing something in order to get, ensure my salvation. That's the most selfish objective that you could bring to the work because you're doing it to obtain your salvation. You're not doing it necessarily yeah. because you care about the yeah. person. You just want to get yeah. saved. You want to make it into heaven. And so you could really not care about the person that you're serving. And that's a distinct yeah. difference. Cornel West used to say that. He said, if you, don't love the, he said, if you don't love the people and you're not willing to serve the people, he said, it's real simple, you can't hate the people. And that's the difference between a Nipsey Hussle and a person in the Catholic Church because he's doing it out of love. Yes, he's a Muslim. Does he believe that that, 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 is, that is part and partial to his belief system? Yes, indeed. But the most he does it because he loves the people. And that is the very point that I have been trying to emphasize through everything I've been saying today, is that it doesn't matter what we compare who does what and who does that. The fact is, is are we being compelled by love 
for the least among us? Are we ministering to them? I mean, I understand what you're saying in that regard, the things are spiritual. But the fact of the matter is this, is that everybody thinks of spiritual work. See, the thing is that when you just said that right there, now, I lived with a, son, with, with a young man, 27 years of age, okay? Um, he lost his brother about two months ago, as you know. Some of these, what, and my, my son is tatted up. He was gang affiliated at one time. But, but, but you know, I, I go back to something that they, they say. They said if you plant the seed, if you plant the seed, if you bring up a child in the way that he goes, he won't depart from it. Now, my son would probably reject your perception on religion, per se, but guess what? He probably, in his relationship with the Lord, is probably just as intense as yours. He knows the scriptures. He prays. But he doesn't see his relationship with God within the context of Christianity, and he doesn't determine spirituality by just what we say. But he has to say that your, Christian, your, your spirituality must be manifested in what you do. Because faith is not faith that is live in action unless it has corresponding action. So we have to watch this thing trying to compare things and compartmentalize them and say this is spiritual, but that's not spiritual. Is Nehemiah rebuilding the wall and rebuilding the wall for Jerusalem? Is that a spiritual work? Was that not a spiritual mandate that's recorded in Scripture? That's the same man who told those who were trying to pose him in the work, if you come around here again, I'm going to put my hands on you because you're trying to impede what we're doing because we're not doing it the way you, Tobias, at San Valley, want us to do it. So we gotta we gotta watch the we even sending people to hell based upon our very confined, construed vision of what we think is spiritual. As long as the Lord Jesus Christ is the Savior of my life, and I believe that, you know, and I pray to Him, and I communicate with Him, and I try to live my life according to the Word, the best that I can, like the scripture that He said, "Nor was a righteous man in all of His generation." And he is in a very wicked generation. But Norbert was known to be a drunk. Norbert was known to be a masturbator. But he was a righteous man in his generation is what the Bible says. Is what the word of God says. Because he lived in an evil, wicked generation. And that's why the most high was destroying the earth. And it says that the thoughts of men were continually evilly. We were, con- were evil continually. But in the midst of that, even though he got a little slip every now and then, God is saying out there every now and then, the most I said he was righteous in his all-generous generation. We're judging the world based upon a religion and not based upon the truth of the word of the most high. Powerful, powerful. Purcell, uh, any words? Well, we're going to wrap this show in a little bit. We're going to wrap up here. Uh, but while Purcell is thinking here, I think I, he may have... Uh, Purcell, can you hear me okay? Maybe I, I hope I never need it. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear, you, I hear you just fine. I hear you just fine. Okay, well, listen, I just want to just, again, uh, thank everybody for tuning into this uh, this blog show on uh, Nipsey Hussle. Uh, who is he, and why didn't we hear of his uh, works? Uh, why, why, was, why wasn't it made a, na- a national thing, you know? And I know we can't make the media do things, but that's their job is to... Uh, just just when they see different stories to share and, and like I told Purcell earlier, I just I mean or Brother Patrick or Brother uh, Malachi earlier, um 
God, forgive, forgive me, because I always try to call both Brother Patrick and Brother Malachi. His name is Brother Patrick, but he goes by Brother Malachi. That's so, just so y'all know, I'm not retarded here. Now. But uh, <laughs> I was telling him earlier, he said he had heard of him, and I said, well, that's by design. So, Priscilla, there's a lot of things, and I know you know this, a lot of y'all young black males are doing some great things. Here's one. We had no clue. So they, we just had no clue. So hopefully everybody will tune, tune into this show. And uh, this show probably will get a couple of thousand people in a year. That's what I average sometimes. So I'm hoping, not that's not my average. I take that back. I want to make sure I'm telling the truth. It's not quite that high, but it, it should get somewhere. We I just hope there are a lot of people that listen to this show and that is able to spread the news of who this young man was because he died, everybody. He was killed six times, shot in the head. And uh, it's just a tragedy, and most people just writing it off as gang activity. And we just got to do a little better and just study a little harder, get a little deeper into any time we hear the news. I hear some noise in the background. I wish whoever that is would just mute me or whatever because it's going to come back when they play the show back, okay? So just mute me if you're not talking. But we're going to have to show you we're here in the next, uh, I guess, five minutes. So I'd like to get a final word from everybody. Um, but let me just say this, everybody. Uh, again, those of you that have been following Fox News, excuse me, that have been listening to these shows, uh, I, again, ask you to please follow us. Follow us, follow us, follow us. That link I sent to you, just click on that follow button and just log into Facebook. It's not going to do anything to your settings. It don't do anything to Facebook. It's not going to post it on your wall. just going to remind you when we're doing the show. That's all. That's the only thing it's going to post. So, and, um, uh, I, again, truly, truly thank you. And I think we did a lot. I think we did the family uh, and his legacy of service tonight by just sharing the, the things we felt as older men, uh, good things that this young man did. Um, you know, it could have been our children, LSU. It could have been our children, Purcell. It could have been one of our sons that was shot, killed. And so that's what compelled me to do the show. LSU told me some additional things, but before I talked to him, I I thought about doing this show. Again, Josiah, my son, is the one that brought him into the our picture by telling Arlene that Arlene mentioned it to me. So thank Josiah and Arlene for this show, everybody, my wife and my son. Well, listen, I don't know about anybody else, but uh, I'm encouraged knowing that young people out there doing these kinds of things, thinking this deep, this far in advance, uh, he wasn't just trying to empower this generation, uh, like LSU was saying, but other generations to come. He was serious. And uh, you know what happens after a while when the money gets right in these communities? Less gang activities. It is true. You don't see what the, what the, where the income you, of course, it goes into a different kind of gangs, political gang, Democrats, public. It goes into a more sophisticated gang. But I'm saying you won't see some of this silliness going on uh, when people are doing good economically. So this brother, if he'd had his way, he could have very well ridden his neighborhood of gang activity. When people have money, they can think they can. They may be interested in patrolling or, or you know, once you have a lot of this, like LSU was saying earlier, a lot of this is birthed out of poverty in the first place. So like I say, we talk about the father and being saved and whether or not he's, you know, saying the right lyrics, singing the right lyrics and all this, rapping the right lyrics. That's all important. It is true. We don't, we're tired of hearing all this calling our women bees and, and, and all this competition and materialism in the, in the music. That's true. That's very true. But at the same time, 
a lot of our pain comes out of poverty. A lot of church people are poor. That's true. A lot of us are poor. Not poor, 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 but don't have enough for what we need. And this is what caused a lot of our young people to get involved in these games in the first place. Brother Purcell, Purcell, I know you was a little late tonight, and I'm sure you had good reasons to be. But go ahead and give us your final word. Actually, LSU, he was kind of pressed for time earlier. Brother LSU, why don't you go ahead and give us your final words so we're going to wrap this show up and Purcell, you come behind him. No more than about a minute, gentlemen, please. And so we can wrap this show i got to get out of here. Okay, real quick, and that is this, is that my answer tonight, again, is to us to have empathy for the least among us. And I say that to a body of believers, because Purcell is right in this, in, in this context, is that we have the power. Nobody on this earth has the power and possesses the ability and the gifting to change our world, to bring the kingdom to where we're present, because the kingdom is now better than us. And I would say lastly that you might want to consider a second part to the show because you didn't go to the we didn't get to go into and you didn't intend to do it. We just went in a different direction. We didn't go into what the crux of the the issue of what if this was a hit and what were they trying to protect and that has to do with Dr. Seavey. Because Dr. Seavey, his work was about empowerment and it was about an empower us where our health is concerned. That man basically developed a cure for five out of the major six diseases that are in the earth today that are crippling people. And if that would have been known and would have been received, then you have to understand that he disempowers 90% of the pharmaceutical companies, and that's talking about trillions of dollars, and that's enough to kill a whole village for us. Well, I think I did mention Dr. Seabee. I don't know if he was on or not, but I did mention Dr. Seabee. Y'all got to come be on at the beginning because I'd be saying stuff. But I did mention that, uh, Elishua. Dr. Seabee, that's one of the things, like his brother Elishua is saying now, and I said earlier, though a lot of people feel like that's why he was, he was killed because he was getting Dr. Uh, the brother was working on a documentary that was going to really, really show why Dr. Seabee was killed. And he probably has some compelling evidence and, and the powers that be said, oh, no, you won't. And by the way, everybody, look up Dr. C.B., S-E-B-I, on YouTube. But we did talk about him earlier, Brother Ellis uh, 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 but is that your final words? Yeah, just to know that you all want to look him up, that that man, they, they, said, cause he, they said that he was advertising that he could cure these diseases, and they said that he was making a false claim. Pharmaceutical companies brought a lawsuit against him. It went all the way to the Supreme Court, and out of a thousand cases that the Supreme Court heard that year, Guess who won the only Supreme Court decision in their favor? Dr. Seavey, proving that he had come up with a cure that cures five out of six of the major diseases that plague humanity. He's a mess. A lot of people take it to pass and apply a lot of the the, the, uh, things he say do. Folks, if you're having health issues, Put, put him in your in your Rolodex, Dr. CB. He's passed now, but a lot of his information is on on YouTube. Dr. CB, S-E-B-I, he's serious, a serious older black man. There are a lot of young people, for some some reason, have gravitated to him. Uh, but, Elisha, thank you for t- tuning in tonight and, 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 and hanging out with me, co-hosting with me. I really appreciate that. Uh, Percent Porsche, any Dr. last CB, words, Dr. CB. please? Dr. CB. Dr. CB, Dr. CB, I loved that brother, man. I used, to, I started following him and listening to what he said. I started doing some of the things that he said to do. I stopped eating some of the things he said that we shouldn't be eating. Um, 
that was that was kind of a shock to me. He said we should be eating broccoli. It was a created uh, vegetable, you know, and, oh. and and cauliflower and all that type stuff. So, and I used to love broccoli, man. Anyway, um, yeah, I watched several documentaries or uh, interviews with Dr. CV and how he won that case. Um, how he had um, um, witnesses that could attest to what he did and for them and all that type of stuff. So I think uh, anytime you're doing good and it impacts um, society financially, um, yeah, I think it's I think it's it's something. If it's not approved by the USDA and all this other stuff, then they try to shoot it down. They try to shut it off, you know, because they are not benefiting, you know. And, and with us being a capitalistic society, we uh, they just greedy, man. It's just a greedy thing. That's why the Bible says the love of money is the root of all evil. We often misquote that, and we say money is the root of all evil. Solomon, the richest man who ever lived, said money answereth all things. So money can make a difference, can make a huge difference. I heard Zig Ziglar say, I've had money and I've not had money, and I just believe it's better to have it, is what he said. And I I agree with that. You have to understand how to be a base and how to be a bound. Otherwise, you drift off into some other stuff. You know, like this, yeah, Nip- yeah, this yeah. Nipsey Hustle thing. This Nipsey Hustle thing. I'm not, like I said, I'm not 100% uh, abreast of what the gentleman was doing, what the brother was doing. You know, I, I listened to the one song, I watched the video. You know, and it was as far as the video and the song, it was the same old song and dance. You know, and um, again, I don't know the, the the other stuff. I think if you have to somehow dissect, you know, what's going on and find Christ in it. You have to do this, go on this scavenger hunt and find Christ and stuff. That's where, that's kind of where I I have my issue. Put him at the forefront. Put him at the forefront. But the, the reality is, and I preached this Sunday, it's not popular to mention Christ as your all in all. Uh-huh, it's not uh-huh. popular to do that. It's not popular. So anyway, but this is what I believe. I believe that only what you do for Christ will last. Um, I want to get to the era where uh, living for Christ openly, very boisterous about it, is cool. I want it to be cool, especially Amen. for the young people. Amen. So that's what that's what I want to foster. That's something that I want to bring to the table. You right. know, but, but um, Chris Ellis, so, I gotta wrap this up, man. You're getting along with it the wrong time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Thing, but look, look, uh, look. I appreciate you coming on. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, you know, uh, a little later, but that's okay. And I just every time you go on this show, I don't know what we do next week. Uh, but hopefully you'll be on next week. We'll just see, folks. I don't know what we're doing next week. The feast days are starting April the nineteenth, I believe, is the feast of uh, the Passover and the feast of Leavened Bread start. And I wanted to, to put.
put that out there as to what's going on with that and how that works. A lot of people don't know, and they want to keep the feast now. And a lot of us African Americans have realized we are definitely the people of that Bible, and they're trying to just obey the Father in all types of ways, not to be in bondage or anything, but it's just something we do as a culture thing, not being made righteous by it or anything, but just trying to do it as a culture versus the whole the holidays we try to observe the holy days. So that may be what's happening next week. But Percept, thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate you, brother. Just know that, all right? My pleasure. Likewise. All right, that was, per- that was Percell Porsche, always from Cincinnati, Ohio. Glad he was able to stop by for the time he did. Listen, folks, we tried our best to put this brother in the right light and to pay homage to this young man who didn't have to do the things he did. He didn't do it our way, but he do some great things. So I just wanted to put the spotlight on that simple and plain. For those of you uh, that... My goodness. Why we never hear of these young people until they did. My goodness. This is a song talking about the characteristics of what it takes to please the Father. Listen to this story. Don't hang up, everybody. Listen. I got some for y'all. Listen to what the Father requires out of not only that young man, but you, listener. He requires this out of you. Can you say you have laid it all on the altar? That's what it's all about. It's, you know, this young man laid it all uh, with regards to his community. He was willing to serve. And we have to have that same attitude to, towards the Father, except we have to lay it all on the altar. And it's a very important song for a lot of young people out there that's probably flirting with this narcissism, thinking it's all about me, all about me. It is so not about you. You are connected to a community, whether you know it or not. You don't never have to give back. You can be stingy. You can, buy, you can die a narcissist, but you need to know it is not just about you. That is not true. Check out this song. It will bless you. I, I warn you, let's check out this song. Love every single one of y'all. And there ain't nothing you can do about it. Folks, I don't know what's happening next week. Stay tuned.
Your yield, God, your body, your body. 